All right. Hey, what's we, up? We are back once again. And sounding worse than ever. I know, right? Oddly enough, this is uh, the best I've felt in about three weeks. So uh, You're on the verge of coughing fits right now. No, I'm not. I just have no voice. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to hold it in. <laughs> oh, well, there's always a stop button. There's a comedian. I think it was, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, um, sneezing in public is the new shitting your pants. <laughs> I thought that when you were, we were walking into Walgreens, you just like could not stop talking. I know. I was like everybody's gonna run from you. <laughs> That's the crazy thing about these times now is you can't even be sick without it being like, like if you told any single person that you know, and you're like, sorry, just feeling <coughs> a bit under the weather, they'd be like, is it Corona? Is yeah. it COVID? Like, I know, right? just, like there's other shit still out there. It's called seasonal nah, allergies. Gotta, you know, gotta edit, gotta <laughs> shooting. God darn it. I can say God, I think. I can say God darn it. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that'll be my Flanders new, says that. Yeah, so. That'll be my new new um pivot phrase. Now I'm starting to get on the verge of coughing. <laughs> it's okay. Please excuse if you hear our cough drops on our teeth. That's yeah. the only way we're gonna get through this episode. Yeah, those of you who live in the South will understand. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god, this is gonna be horrible. <laughs> horrible. If if you're super into ASMR, you'll really like this episode. So here's here it is. All right, that's the ticket. I didn't. That's my, I didn't bring mine, but uh, I don't believe you. Then there's uh my good yeah, the, good Samaritan the, card. Got the bruise. Oh yeah, that's yeah. proof. That's proof enough. So yeah, I got my. That's gnarly. Uh, I know, right? Jeez, mine did not flare up like that. But I was, um, got the shot, felt okay, and then four hours later, like I was on the couch, covered in a blanket. Shivering, wow. felt really sick, muscles achy. I had to get Sam to get up and make me a cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, I do that every night, but no, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just that was just normal. <laughs> Woman, yeah, getting there, tea time. Um, <laughs> no, and then I, I, I went to bed, slept okay, and then the next day was fine. So, yeah, I mean, I was fine. Um, that day actually, uh, that afternoon, um, we went out and had a, a couple of beers. What is funny though, um, on my way back from getting my uh, vaccine, I was in an Uber and, you know, um, of course I had a coffin fit almost to my house. Yeah. So I'm trying to explain to my Uber driver that it's, I had a scratchy throat and it was allergies and I know he wanted to believe me Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was finally like, we're a block from the house. I was like, you know, you can just let me out. I, yeah, said, yeah. I am so, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up tipping him. It's like I just feel sorry for this guy. Yeah, he was just trying to make some money. And he's mm -hmm. got some guy coughing his lungs out. He's armor on the fuck. Out of the <laughs> yeah, car. he probably burned that minivan. But <laughs> but yeah, but I was Did just. Did you like, sit in the back row? Actually, this is what's so funny is his his door was broken, so I had to sit shotgun with him. Oh no! So I was sitting right next to this poor guy, and uh, yeah, and I could just see the fear in his face. Oh, it was one of the minivans with the door, the slide door only on one side. Yeah, I always thought broken. that was the stupidest design. Who came up with that? And why? That was how they were forever until I, so, maybe like 20 years ago, I guess. I guess even like the bigger vans, like the the actual van vans, mm -hmm. uh, they only have the door that opens on one side. I've yeah, ridden a lot of those passenger vans over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah. Those, were, those were coming out when I was a little kid, like the big vans, the ones that said free candy on the side. Mm -hmm. Those were fun. <laughs> I always got something out of it. Yeah. What I love about this, this podcast, it really... It really Stirs up the suppressed memories. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Speaking of uh, being sick, I, I learned a new trick this week. You okay. want to hear about it? Sure. Um, apparently, um, and this has happened about four times, um, I'll get into such a coffin fit where I will actually black out. Yeah, it happens. I'm only blacked out for like a couple like of seconds. pass out? Or pass out. Like on the floor? Like literally, like the second time it, I woke up on the floor. Oh my God. In the middle of the night and I was like. I don't know if that's allergies, man. It was just what it. Well, I figured out what it was. Oh. I wasn't. I was holding my breath when I started to cough. Oh. Because I thought that like going me, for a space monkey ride. Yeah, because I thought that was going to help me not cough as much if I held my breath when I started coughing. Mm -hmm. But then I start coughing so bad, so I'm not breathing. Yeah. So your brain runs out of oxygen, and the yeah. first thing it does is shut off. Yeah. So yeah, it happened once, <clears throat> and then it, <clears throat> excuse me, and then it happened uh, the second time. I woke up on the floor. And I was like, oh, how did I get on the floor? It happened a third time. And then uh, two nights ago was the last time it happened. I was, it was the first night I was able to sleep in the bed. And so Trish was still kind of awake. So I was asleep and I start coughing. And Trish, like, here's this ruckus. She gets up and turns on the light and I'm on the floor. And she goes, Jonathan, are you all right? And I woke up and I was like, how did I get on the floor? Mm -hmm. And Trish said, you just went flying off the bed. Oh, my God. She goes, you passed out. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know, when I start coughing, maybe I shouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, maybe you should keep the the oxygen and blood supply yeah. going to the brain. So uh, since I figured that out, it, it hasn't happened since. Health tips from the Humphrey. <laughs> so, yeah. Coughing, just hold your breath. Hold your breath and you will wind up on the floor and not know why. <laughs> so that was not a not so funny, but funny story. Yeah, that was a big, <laughs> that was a big thing. And not really my generation, but like the kids that were just a little bit younger than me. So I guess still in my generation, but... Uh, do you ever hear a space monkey? Mm, I, it, no. it might have been around for a while, but we also grew up with YouTube, so that was when. Uh, so yeah, YouTube okay. made it big. So what these kids would do is they would like, they would hold their breath essentially, or they would like sit down on the couch, hold their breath, and they get up and sit down and get up and sit down and like. There's so many videos of people crashing through <laughs> glass uh, coffee tables and stuff like that. Oh well, yeah. Um, actually, a kind of interesting pivot point just being sick passing out drug use from the last episode i just i'm i'm very open about my drug use and mm. for people listening in if i hope it doesn't make them uncomfortable i i don't uh use drugs anymore i don't i don't drink anymore uh i don't i don't know definitely probably not gonna use drugs again yeah. I, the addict in me always is like hey have those contingency where it's like the <laughs> you can't uh can't say for sure but um alcohol i just kind of stopped because it was becoming a it was it wasn't a problem it was just it was keeping me from it was a product productivity mm -hmm. inhibitor so that's more of why i stopped drinking but uh, just to pivot off that a funny story. And it also has, you know, it has to do with vans, uh, and the, the only having one sliding door. So, uh, was in this, this, this program in Idaho where we were like, we were basically all problem kids in, in a house mm -hmm. and we got to go to the local high school and it was a way of like it was like therapy but also you got to go to the public school so you weren't completely you didn't feel like a complete loser right like, you weren't in the the white padded cell with nurse nurse ratchet and all that <laughs> but um <coughs> the problem with putting a bunch of problem kids all in one house and having very limited supervision is they're gonna get bored 
and they're just going to do problem kid stuff. Right, so right. We one of the kids figured out that uh, you ever heard of triple C's? Triple C's robo tripping. Oh, Essentially, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. take a bunch of cough medicine and you. Oh, pretty you, much what I've been doing for the past two weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so you you just you just basic essentially overdose overdose has the connotation of you become uh uh you you go into a state of narcosis overdosing is just you take more than the recommended dose mm -hmm. um so essentially what you do is you just overdose on cough medicine and then you experience a sense of euphoria and you kind of, it gets all weird mm -hmm. I, to this day i think out of everything I've done, that might have been the most damaging thing I've done to my brain. <laughs> Probably. Because me and this other kid that did, I think there were my, it was like three or four of us that did it. But me and this one kid, like we, de we took the most and we definitely obviously felt the most out of the experience. To this day, I don't think he's still okay. I, I seem <laughs> to recover okay because I had a pretty long standing history of drug use up to that point he mm -hmm. he didn't have quite the same experience if i recall and the next day so there was a passenger van big one like one of those sprinters with the mini rows in it mm -hmm. we would all pile in that and they would the uh the counselor the you know the person in charge of us would drive us to school and drop us off the van was parked the same way every day so it was backed into the driveway with the passenger sliding door facing our house mm -hmm. this guy and i who tripped the hardest i walked i went into the van he walked around the other side of the van and just stood there so the side of the van without the door he just was standing there and like he was he, he was he kind of started to like reach out and i just knocked on the window and i was like hey it's on this side and he like looked up and he was like Oh, and he kind of like shook it off and he, but he did it for like two or three more days in a row. So uh, I hope he's okay. Um, I don't know if you ever recover from your first robo trip. But oh it's, my God. Stick to regular drugs, kids. Yeah, yeah. Use the, the stuff the, you buy on the street, not, yeah. not stuff you buy in the drugstore. Yeah. I think that was becoming a thing when I was maybe, maybe in college. I've, I never robo tripped. Yeah. Um, the thing now with me is, um, because I like to drink alcohol and I have a high tolerance for alcohol, things like NyQuil, like mm -hmm. nighttime, I can drink it all day long Yeah, and it has no effect on me. And right. that's been part of my problem is my alcohol tolerance is so high. I know everyone's so proud of that, Yeah, but, um, the nighttime cough medicine doesn't do the nighttime part. Right. And I don't like taking, I've got to think, I don't like taking pills at all. Mm -hmm. Like I have a phobia of them. So I won't take like the, um, the pill forms of like NyQuil and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I just, I don't, I don't like pills Yeah. unless it's, um, now it's heartburn medicine. Mm. I don't have a phobia against heartburn pills. Right. So. Right. But yeah, but yeah, I do remember people talking about robo tripping and, and I was just thinking, God, you I know, do, if you, ha here's the thing is if you have access to actual drugs, just do those. Yeah. Cause the, like, I mean. You know, the medicine is supposed to be helping you and you're like intentionally overdosing it so that you get, you essentially get adverse side effects. It's mm -hmm. just not smart. Like, And then you build up a tolerance to it so that yeah. when you actually need it, it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. I yeah. was actually thinking about kind of that the other day. Um, I, I think I have... Uh, I don't, I, I don't have like a tolerance to a lot of drugs, but I think I just have such a high tolerance to, I guess, the effects of drugs because 
uh, I've I've taken a lot of LSD in my life, and that's one of the th- that's one of the few drugs that you take such a small dose, and it has such a powerful effect. There's a couple others, like, but that's like kind of the um, the hallmark of a lot of like psychedelics and hallucinogens is it's mm-hmm. such a small dose for what the experience is. So other things just like don't you know, they don't reach that level for the amount you take. So it's sort of like every drug is disappointing after that. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like because I mean you can't even imagine getting that high with anything else mm-hmm. at at that because it's it's measured in micrograms if I'm I think so. If I'm not mistaken. Most other dr- drugs are typically measured in milligrams and mm-hmm. there's a couple in micrograms but yeah it's just uh that was something i was thinking about the other day so which ties in nicely to because i'm, I'm, I'm tripping now yeah no, I'm kidding. right I'm kidding. this is this uh episode of the podcast brought to you by robitussin robitussin and lsd mm-hmm. no it's funny i feel like such an old fogey like the only like quote drugs i use is alcohol Mm-hmm. and ibuprofen and nicotine mm-hmm. it's the only drugs i use i'm just old school yeah which i guess that doesn't make me any healthier right, right. but you know i'm I just rather just be a drunk i guess <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say I'd rather be a drunk than a dirty robo tripper i know right that would be like that's you're, you're always, hippie i wonder if there are people that like they latch onto the like a niche thing like that they just other things don't do it for him, but RoboTrip. Because, you know, there's like the, I don't know if it's an access thing or what, but, you know, the, back in the day, the, like, glue sniffers. And paint do, sniffers. Yeah, People yeah. still do that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, huff and paint thinner and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I wonder if it's just an access thing. I guess so, but I've worked in, like, uh, maintenance and stuff for years where I had to deal with paint mm-hmm. and paint thinner. And I can stand to be around it for like five seconds mm-hmm. and, it, and it does not make me feel good. So there's yeah. no way I would ever do that recreationally. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, no. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> there's got to be somebody's niche. I'm going to find me a dirty drug to use. I'm kidding. A dirty drug? A dirty drug. <laughs> Just freebasing, freebasing triple C pills. <laughs> yeah. Chase that dragon. I got to chase that dragon. I gotta oh, look, the voice is better i told you i'd start talking and i don't think it's i don't think it's better (laughs) i think that'll reflect in the audio this this podcast will be overdubbed by someone else later yeah we'll get uh morgan freeman oh can he all of my lines he'll adr you (laughs) and we need a if we're gonna if we're gonna get a quick turnaround on these episodes we need a professional well yeah well i'm definitely not that (laughs) (laughs) that's what we could do is we could uh come back in like two weeks and then just ADR all of our lines, <laughs> but do it bad. So everything's like really out of sync. So our mouth's moving and we're behind it or ahead of it. Oh yeah. Like those, uh, Japanese movies that are yeah. dubbed in English, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. let's have cartoon voices. I, m- one of my favorite <laughs> things is when you, you see the four TV edit of a movie and you know, the person's swearing, but just the creative dubs they come mm-hmm. up with. It's, I can't think of, I mean, just go watch any movie on FX. It'll it'll happen. But just some of the, some of the lines are really funny. Yeah. Especially when they don't even make sense within the syntax. Yeah. They're just trying to find words that'll kind of match their lips. Yeah. There was, I think there was one movie and it was like, we're past the the clock. So it was like, well, are you out of your fucking mind? But the, the edit was like, are you out of your hecking mind? I'm like, (laughs) 
What? That, come on. <laughs> That's a meme. People are going to really enjoy that part. It's hard to keep track of, like, what you're doing with your mouth. I know, right? You just don't get to talk until you're done chewing. I'll I'm going to do this podcast in sign language. Yeah. Do you know sign language? Uh, no, I don't. But okay. Do you? No. Then you won't know. Then I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. I'm going to do the rest of this podcast in Mandarin. Or I'm going to do it in Klingon. Okay. I don't, I'd, I'd, I don't know Klingon. I believe that you would know Klingon. I don't. Huh. Then that's insulting. I don't know. I just, like, it would not surprise <laughs> me if you were a Trekkie. Uh, I'm not a Trekkie. No. no. Nope. Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. Star Wars. I fan. like Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars fan. That was my generation. The original Star Wars, not anything that came after. The prequels are rough. That's my generation. Yeah, they're horrible. Oh, sorry. And I'm sorry the sequel trilogy was not very good either. So. You didn't like those? Yeah, just I felt... thought they they had a strong start and kind of a meh finish. Yeah, it, it seemed like they were just determined to kill off all of my favorite characters, mm -hmm. and they did. So I was confused at so the one they were filming, or they had they had finished as Carrie Fisher died. They had that really cool moment where they could have killed her off. Yeah, yeah. But then they kept her around for the Another other movie, movie, and it yeah. was all CGI and weird and. It was just like you I could don't, tell it was like pieced together. It, yeah, it's sort of like. Did you ever see oh, what was the, the uh, uh, Bruce Lee's last movie where he died during filming and they they had the like yeah they cut him into but it's all like it's it's a double and it's always from like the back and like a bad angle and you know it's not Bruce. They Lee. They even use like shots of his actual funeral. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. What was that movie? Oh, was that um? Oh gosh. I, I had it on the tip of my tongue. It I wasn't Enter the Fist. No, no. Enter the Dragon. Enter, it wasn't Enter the it, it Dragon. It wasn't Enter the Dragon. I was Kung Pao, Enter the, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. I got confused. I know. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the name of it now. Oh, you know, I have Wikipedia right here on and my And uh, you have the face. internet. I'll look up Bruce Lee. Your password's 123. Hey man, that's my eighteen. Some Roman some Romanian <laughs> hacker is gonna try it. Let's see here. Bruce Lee. Um Don't you love it when it gets quiet on a podcast? It's awesome. <laughs> it gives everybody a chance to really reflect. This is for everyone to just kind scroll. of scroll down. Scroll. 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 Preparing to scroll. Way of the Dragon. Way of the Dragon. <laughs> All of these. Way of the Dragon. Fury of the Dragon. The Big Dragon. <laughs> Mr. Dragon. What was his first, or one of his first big ones was the the Chinese Connection. Was that it? That was one of the first ones that hit, um, that hit the U.S. I don't think it was the first. And he was also the, uh, he was Kato in uh, Green Hornet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought I said the Golden Girls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's the gold, Golden Gate Girl. Oh. It's really hard to read things upside down. Yeah. I had, God, I had something. Romanian hacker, Bruce Lee. Oh, Brandon Lee. So he, the crow, he yeah, died yeah. during the filming of that. And one of my favorite, as an, 
now since we're kind of living in the misinformation age i don't like doing this anymore but i one of my favorite things back in the day was to spread as much like wikipedia misinformation that i could you know what i mean where yeah. it's like it's it's close but it's not quite right mm -hmm. <laughs> somebody we were t talking about brandon lee one time and this is on the cusp of smartphones so you just you didn't have the internet in your pocket you might be able to walk into another room and get on a computer mm -hmm. and look up the information but who has time for that so it's still in that age where like people wouldn't just pull up something and call you out on it right so we were, we were in a group of people talking about brandon lee one time and he was like yeah he got he died uh he got he got shot on set and i think that is how he died it was mm -hmm. a fake pistol but there was <coughs> Um, something in it, mm -hmm. which can happen uh, because it still discharges. It, mm -hmm. it just doesn't have a project. It doesn't have a typical projectile, but the the compression, the I guess the explosion, or the it can still kill you, especially if you have it really close. Well, in his case, um, the piece from the former blank was stuck mm -hmm. in the chamber. That's what it was. So it turned it into a projectile. It turned it into a projectile. Some guy he he had a he had a fake gun and he, or it was a blank and he put it right to his head there was no projectile but it was so close that it ended up killing him mm -hmm. can't remember who that was because it's a blast right yeah it's still it's still yeah, it exploring. was um the guy from fleetwood mac like the original fleetwood mac really yeah i didn't know that yeah he shot himself in the head on accident oh yeah that's that's a mm -hmm. it was before like the buckingham um stevie nicks era oh okay yeah yeah speaking of i didn't realize that it might have been this guy one of the people from fleetwood mac wrote black magic woman that santana song oh yeah it was peter green wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. and he died just recently oh, okay so he didn't did he accidentally shoot himself in the no 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 he's spreading that misinformation uh we'll, we'll look it up later. anyway so <laughs> it really isn't that important since Whatever. We got a long intro this week, but I'm okay with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, so this this person, we was like, yeah, you got shot on set. I was like, no, no, he died in a skiing accident. And he's like, no, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of Sonny uh, Bono. Yeah, Sonny, Sonny Bono. Bono. And I was like, no, 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 you're thinking of John Denver. And it just like it just laddered into this. I was just spreading so much misinformation. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. I did have before that there was a there was a guy that was a hundred percent convinced that John Denver died in a skiing accident i was like no you're thinking of sonny bono and i was like john denver died in a plane Congrats, accident he, yeah. like he they they didn't get enough gas or something like that anyway but he was he was 100 100 on false information that's what happens is i spread all this false information and it comes back to haunt me <laughs> that's what's wrong with today's youth. even though it happened before that yeah we're living in a christopher nolan christopher nolan film I know, and it's not even the Dark Knight. Yeah. I'm really upset. Yeah. Back to Bruce Lee. He was in the Dark Knight. He was the Joker. <laughs> the yeah, Olsen, the Olsen twins killed him. Yeah, well, one of them did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <coughs> that was a weird... That was, you know, speaking of, like, Star Wars and being disappointing, the, the Dark Knight series was weird, because Batman Begins is weird but watchable. Yeah. Dark Knight is not only a great Batman movie, but just a great movie. And then the dark Knight rises is good, but it's like, there's so many, there's so many like weird little holes. Yeah. It wasn't a great finish. Yeah. And I love like the first two and I'm not even really a big fan of Batman or any like comic book character movies, mm -hmm. 
but because the movie was so well done mm -hmm. and I love Christian Bale. I mean, ever since I saw, um, American psycho, like mm. anything he's in, I'll watch it. Yeah. You know, I just think he's such a great actor. It's a shame he killed that guy with an ax on set. <laughs> well, we were all tired of Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. Who, was that Jared who, Leto he killed? Yeah, he killed Jared Leto. And then he became the Joker. He I, that actually Look how this did, just went completely he, around. There's so much there's so much synergy in this podcast. So, I feel like Jared Leto like always gets the the shaft when he dies in movies. Like uh uh Lord of War. I didn't see that. You didn't see Lord of War? That's pretty good. Well, he, he didn't die in Fight Club. He just got his face completely destroyed. I like to think he, he died in Fight Club. I would too. No, he's at the end. He is. He comes in. The, he's one of the dudes in the building. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, sir, are you okay? He's, he's still alive. But remember, his face was pummeled so bad. Mm -hmm. and I was thinking of Fight Club the other day. I love that when movie. He gives her, when he gives her the um, the breast exam. Mm -hmm. And then what was the, the the line from it that I was really thinking of? Oh, they're arguing about which groups they're gonna go to, and he was—he's like, "No, I need brain parasites or something like." That. And all the people like look yeah, at like him, looking what? at him. Yeah, <coughs> it's an interesting movie. It's oh, a good yeah. book too. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I just read uh, *Invisible Monsters* by Chuck Palahniuk. I don't know if you've read that. No, I haven't. That gets deep into like the trans and homosexual community, mm -hmm. and it's one—it's like. It's really well done, but it's it's haunting. Interesting. I'll have to uh, put that on the list whenever I get to reading. Yeah. Have, a, have you read The Ghost Way? I have no, I was just about to tell you. you I was, was going to read it this week, and because I felt so bad, I couldn't, like, concentrate. Yeah. And I wanted to, like, sit down and be able to read it and, like, take it in. Yeah. So I apologize. No, that's all right. I'm, it, it is on my list. Yeah. I think you'll really like it. The, on top of the list. Talking about haunting. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Very haunted. Let's get into the music. We, we, yeah, I we have a podcast just, to do. We should do, know. we should do like an offshoot of this though, where we just sit down and just talk about bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just like spread misinformation. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about our favorite movies, but have the wrong people in them. Shall you flip? You flip? Oh, yeah. This I'll is flip. your first time flipping. I'll flip. This is. No, a, no, you flipped flip last, last week. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you want to? No, go for it. Okay. I, I feel like I owe you. All right. You got it? Going in, going in Christian order this time, the way God intended. Starting off this week. So just a little pretext. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of soul music. Mm -hmm. Big fan of like, you know, early R&B and uh, all the things that kind of come after the soul. So like funk. Um, and then I, I just, I don't listen to a ton of popular music, mm -hmm. like stuff on the radio. But this week I kind of dived into, I want to see what's, what's popular. And I found this first song, Leave the Door Open. And I was like, this is cool because this is, I mean, it's on the nose throwback to like vintage 70s kind of yeah. soul and R&B. And I mean, even in the, I think the music video, which I didn't watch, but Spotify mm -hmm. has a little like GIF thing that'll run. So you kind of see a little bit of the music video. And it, mm -hmm. I mean, they're in the studio with the, the, the vintage clothes and the, big hair and stuff like that and i was like i wonder i want to kind of find some stuff that's reminiscent of you know it has some r&b or soul or um uh even some like jazz elements just stuff like that. i wanted to look for things like that so mm -hmm. uh that was kind of why <coughs> i came up with this list in particular because i had a couple of hopefuls on there and then that's these kind of all tied in together nicely so that's it so um, Which that makes sense. 
yeah. complete sense after listening to him. Right, we'll, we'll right. Get in, we'll get into what, what I have so, to say. I'm gonna. So funny enough, I'll kind of take my side of things, and we mm-hmm. when we move to your song, you can kind of take yeah. your what your little. I had a little roadblock. You have a, a pretty big roadblock at the beginning of this week. Yeah. So my roadblock was um, that these. I think these three songs are so new. There's not actually a lot written about them right now. Okay. I think these are all this year. Uh, I did try to do homework on them but i like there's not even wikipedia pages up on this so i can't get i i could if i if i paid for like a billboard subscription or something i could look at the the yeah. pages but i just didn't really want to and so i did i did tr- i did the i did what i normally do which is like the first level of homework mm-hmm. and then kind of just got the first level of information <laughs> and but i think all these songs are um Within the past couple months, so they're probably on the come up and probably have more information by the time this comes out. So, with that, all that being said, leave the door open. Bruno Mars, Anderson Pock, and Silk Sonic. And I wish I looked into it further to get more of their roles in this. Yeah. But it is what it is. First impressions. Um, <clears throat> well, you hit it on the nose. As soon as I heard this one, my first thought was it reminded me of some of the like mid to late seventies, early eighties, like R and B funk music that you would hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. It totally has that feel to it. Yeah. I mean, it, if you took out some of the modern things in this song, mm-hmm. it could have been a hit in 1978. Oh, definitely. And I mean that in, in, a, in a good way. Right. I mean, it was funky. It was, you know, I had my feet tapping. Trish had her feet tapping. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a good throwback to, um, when like R and B and soul music was was more fun and enjoyable, not that it's not now, but mm-hmm. you know, there's something about that era of that type of music. They sort of they 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 used a lot of elements from that time, yeah, and, and yeah. they used it effectively. And it's it's sort of like a uh, a cool little throwback with a lot of modern feel to it. Yeah, yeah, but it it was it was a fun song to listen to. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you, mm-hmm. and this is something I would never find on my own radar. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was it was funky. I mean, that's I know mean, I keep using that word, but yeah, that's like the best way to describe this song. It's funky, and people from my generation, you know, you'll kind of feel a kinship to it mm-hmm. from hearing the radio back in you know seventy eight, seventy nine, eighty. That same kind of. Mm-hmm. funky r&b <clears throat> um i'm trying to think of some bands that would would fit that slot on the family stone early yeah, Diana ross yeah. uh even as far as like new edition mm-hmm. of course that was more 80s but it was that same kind of not too r&b not too funk but kind of that nice little berry white kind of yeah, yeah yeah kind of that nice little potpourri of those all together mm-hmm. kind of pieced together for a good radio radio hit yeah but yeah i mean it was it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I, I will actually listen to the song again. When I think one of the things, just speaking on this song particularly, because this is more, in terms of the lyrical content, this focuses on it more than the other two. But some of the popular songs we've listened to thus far, one of the things that I don't like, and we've we've kind of talked about it is, so what I like about this song is it's not, it's, it's like the, <laughs> the, the lead up to intercourse, you know, it's all the things around it without talking about when you, it's, we talked about it, when you talk directly about the thing, 
it's it's just it's it just for me as a as a born again Christian, it just as of last just, week, I'm gonna I'm my plan is to just re resurrect that character every once in a while. That's what I was kind of going for, and I just realized I failed at it, and I was like, I I got to bring him back. He's got to have a redemption arc. Oh yeah, he does. Um, but so anyway, but this is this is the setting the mood song about setting the mood which is perfect because it ha, imagine the song starting out the way it did and getting like through most of it and then it's just like and then i'm gonna come inside of you like i'm gonna i'm gonna i think a little pump lyric was uh fuck little bitch make her pussy wet if that was in this it would just it would ruin it, it because ruined it. it's sort of like i don't know how you feel about sex scenes in movies but i just i get grossed out by them I think because I watched so many movies with my parents growing up and they didn't know yeah. that the movie had sex scenes <laughs> in it. Thanks, Blockbuster. But then it, you're just sitting next to your parents as people are like, you just feel weird. And I've just never enjoyed sex scenes in movies because I feel like there's there's the there's the scene where he's standing on the, the stoop and she goes inside and he goes to turn around and she comes back out and grabs his tie and pulls him in. Yeah. And then the door closes and we go to the next day. And then there's like the, hey, let's let's do everything we can to show and imply penetration without yeah. making this smut. Right. Um, and then there's pornography. And it's like that weird in-between scene of between the two where it's like, well, we can't show anything. It's not, it's not quite Skinamax, but it's not. Right. You know, it's just not tastefully done. I prefer it when it's just implied. Yeah, I don't have to physically see it. In fact, you're yeah. telling a better story to where, you know, okay, I, I know what happened. It's the next morning, you know, he's in there maybe making some eggs, yeah. you know, or something. And, you know, you hear the shower running. She's it's getting between ready them and God. Yeah. And he will judge them mercilessly for their sins. Yes, he will smite them both. Yeah. And I think just <laughs> coming from a prude standpoint, it's the, I, the same thing with music. And <clears throat> I just, I just don't need to... Sex scenes like that in movies are for 13-year-old boys. Right, right. But now, it, like, that was, I mean, back when you had, you know, personal DVD players and no internet or whatever. Now, or those things kind of, cro when you had the, the TV alone to mm -hmm. yourself and you had your VCR tape of, of <laughs> uh, what was that movie? Enemy at the Gates. Did you ever see that? With, uh, it's Jude Law. I forget the oh, no, I leading lady. So it's, it's about, uh. The, it's about Stalingrad. Okay. And it's I, I rate it the top most awkward sex scene in a movie. Oh, okay. It's all these Russian soldiers <laughs> asleep in this bunker. Mm -hmm. And Jude Law and the female lead, they're, they fall in love. And they, they have sex as quietly as possible next to all these people. And you just watch these people have quiet, awkward sex. And it's, that's the worst <laughs> sex scene in any movie. And so... I, I think of this song as like very tastefully done. Yeah. And all the other things we've listened to thus far smut. Very much. I think I think it just kind of touches on an earlier point we were kind of making and it, it kind of gives an example of what we're talking about. It's funny you said that because when we listen to this song, I asked Trish her impression of this song. And this is direct quote. This is so funny. This is what or is pretty direct quote. But she said, this is the kind of song you listen to while you clean the kitchen. And when it's over, you take it to the bedroom. That's right. Yeah. And I'm like, 
That's exactly what you just said. Baby making music. So I'm going to pl- probably play this song when I get home. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cle- see how clean the kitchen is. Intentionally well, well, make a mess. Well, it better be clean. Cause, Turn it on. You know. <laughs> I'm kidding, Trish. <laughs> don't, don't hurt me. Oh, I got, I got it. I, I, I catch on pretty quick after a really long time. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So, Putting it to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Recommend it to everybody. Uh yeah yeah it's, every it's, single person it's fun I would totally recommend this yeah, song it's, I think it's really well done I really liked uh liked I haven't I I'm familiar with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock haven't heard a lot of this was the first time I heard of Silk Sonic so I look forward to looking into him she they more yeah so, yeah yeah fun fun stuff your turn all right let's flip it over all right so um <clears throat> I kind of had a theme going. With my three songs, and I'm sorry these are such Debbie Downers. Super Debbie Downers. But, um, you know, whatever. So, um, but I did, I hit a roadblock with these, with uh, the initial songs, which is, it's totally fine. <coughs> I had a, <clears throat> excuse me, another song from this artist picked out that was more fitting with the theme, but I think this one is um, also pretty fitting. This is the song Life is Killing Me by Typo Negative. Just to kind of give a little bit more of a pre, pre to, uh, pretense to what we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, you went so deep with your deep cuts this week that I couldn't even find two of them. So that's why we yeah, had adjustments. Yeah. So the first, uh, the one by Typo Negative, the entire album isn't on Spotify. Mm, Everything yeah. else by them is, but that one album, and I think it just has to do with like a distribution dispute or something like that. Sometimes that happens. And I think they changed like label record labels when they and put that one out more than likely that's why it's not mm-hmm. on there and then your other one was a velvet revolver song mm-hmm. that apparently was only available on the itunes download yeah of yeah, the which i didn't realize that right so I, or maybe and maybe the cd releases i'm not sure but uh so i couldn't find that one either and kind of the one of the points to the show is to have it available on the apple uh apple play apple store and your, Spotify. Po- your podcast and my right and, and or i'm sorry your platform playlist and my platform playlist so right that's why we made the <coughs> we had the pinch hitters coming in so which is totally fine um the, and i'll go ahead and spit the theme out because we'll get to it uh these were um last recordings by artists before they died and the oh, songs okay. oddly enough were about dying yeah. So it was like a little bit of irony in it. So, Oh, that was the connection between the bands. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So who who died in Velvet Revolver? Scott Weiland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Jill Janis from Janus, Huntress. Yeah. And then, of course, Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. And then... Peter Steele passed away uh, from Typo Negative. Oh, okay. And... Oh, okay. And, and did they just replace him? No. No, this is the last... The, the the album I gave you was was their last, the one that was not available on Spotify. Oh, Dead okay. again, Dead again was their last record. Oh, what about um, what about the 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 song that we ended up going with? Life is killing me. It's on the their next to the last record. Oh, okay, so close, close. Gotcha. Okay, and it was actually um, that was the last album that they did while Pete Steele was um an addict. Mm. He cleaned up. This is the irony of, of the whole situation. He cleaned up, quit using drugs, quit drinking, got completely clean. They made that last album, Dead Again. Mm-hmm. 
and it was it was about his recovery and all that stuff. Uh, and then a few years later, he died of a heart disease. Mm. Like that's just irony right there. Yeah, not the drugs, not the booze, nothing. It was it was a heart disease mm. that got him. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of his vocals or lyrics are always kind of a dark, deep, either about death or or you know really bad relationships. So, um, but yeah, but life is killing me is is kind of a tongue in cheek song about you know all the things you do to stay alive but it's killing you mm -hmm. i mean i think there's one line uh, doctors and thieves they both wear masks mm -hmm. meet magicians you know, yeah stuff like that overpaid meet magicians yeah overpaid meet magi magicians but um but yeah um just a good uh kind of rounded out song about um basically you know life and death coming from someone that eventually unfortunately would meet his death and where doctors couldn't save him right so that it's really more fitting on this song because it was about you know more fitting lyrically less fitting timing wise right 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 but we do what we can yeah so and I, i'm a huge fan of typo negative so um i've always liked the kind of like the the humor and the deep like personal stuff that Pete still puts into his lyrics. I mean, he has a, a sick, dark sense of humor, mm -hmm. but he, he so he, it, it just, the more you explore their songs and his lyrics, the more you kind of catch on to his, his like viewpoint of life. Mm -hmm. So, but so your, your thoughts kind yeah, sir. Uh, yeah. Um, if I might ask, yes, what would you classify typo negative? Like what's their kind of genre or genres they're more uh american gothic metal okay that's yeah that's mm -hmm. what i was kind of picking up because it sort of reminded me of some of the stuff we had a couple couple weeks ago mm -hmm. with uh pain and yeah um really kind of catatonia more just like the sort of droney mm -hmm. some of the droney stuff uh in the beginning yeah um i liked it uh, I, it took me it took me a second to get into it when I really started liking it was almost exactly halfway through the song when they they switch up and they go with the um, the down tempo or the halftime mm -hmm. kind of thing I really enjoyed that the uh, the riff in that and the feel of that section of the song I think that's when it really made me turn around and start liking the whole thing because it's almost mm -hmm. like it's not <coughs> I wouldn't say it's you know. Prog in the sense that like Emerson like in Palmer's prog, but I like the progressions it goes through. It's kind, it's a little, mm -hmm. it's a little progressive, and uh, I this was a hard one because just because of what I've been dealing with, you know, having to deal with so many doctors. Thankfully, I have a couple that have been really great helping me through this process. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel a lot of the sentiment of this song. Uh, I wouldn't say I hate doctors, but they really frustrate me a lot of times. Yeah. I think it's, I, I, I do try to empathize though, you know, I think you'd be really hard pressed to find somebody like an, like a trauma doctor or an ER guy who's, that's what they deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and also expect them to have a level of empathy as <laughs> if it's their first patient or, right. you know, somebody close to, it's, I think it's so, you just how do you not become jaded mm -hmm. but then there's some breaches of i think the whole bedside manner thing that are just absolutely egregious i think i was telling you about it but 
my parents insisted on this was back when we were thinking it was a dental thing. Mm-hmm. They insisted on me going to a uh, an endontist for a second opinion on the the root canals. And so we we scheduled an appointment with this guy. My dad drove me all the way to Statesboro to get checked out by this guy. You know, we're sitting in the waiting room waiting for way too long and mm-hmm. finally get back there. Um don't even talk to the doctor. His nurse just keeps coming in asking questions. I had a printed out little step-by-step I had done of every single date, what happened, like, just to walk him through. He's in the other room performing a root canal. At the same time that my appointment is, they take Mm -hmm. one x-ray, and then they're just like, it looks fine. Uh, We can't help you. And then they have the, uh, so I don't even see the doctor, and then they have the balls (coughs) to charge me like $85. Mm -hmm, Exactly. To come in, wait, have one picture, not even speak to the doctor. So some stuff is just absolutely egregious, and I think uh that's kind of what i think that's the experience they're going for for is not to they i think they're doing it in a way of condemning kind of all doctors but you know they're touching upon a lot darker subject matter in terms of like Mm -hmm. uh maybe like some assisted suicide kind of stuff and um you know life is killing me obvious some maybe some sort of chronic condition or incurable ailment Mm uh the pain being too much and as somebody recently who's come pretty close to that this song was pretty hard to like Mm -hmm. to uh to sort of shoulder but i could def i mean i felt like i was right in the middle of it so um luckily an update things have been getting slightly better so not i would not i would say i'm not in the mental space of where the the um lead of this song is right thankfully but uh no i can definitely can definitely uh get behind this <laughs> right right well, cool. so up down i wouldn't recommend this if you're in a bad place or you're dealing <laughs> with a health condition like or a chronic pain or something i wouldn't recommend listening to this because it might be the i i don't know if it would tip you over the edge but maybe yeah <laughs> Listen to something on my on my side of things. I, I wouldn't recommend listening to any typo negative if you're in a bad place. Yeah, yeah. And when you said like progressive, a lot of their songs are very progressive and they have different movements. Mm-hmm. And um, two of their more popular songs, um, Black Number One and Christian Woman, mm-hmm. off of uh, their their second album, Bloody Kisses, amazing songs, and they go through like so many different movements. Very cool. Yeah, it's very layered. Got a lot of texture. Yeah. Um, and I like the change-ups. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, I would say the verse kind of structure, the riff, it like in the, it's just, it's not that exciting, but because they have that transition mm-hmm. to a more slowed down tempo, it kind of, it really ties it all together and makes it really exciting and interesting. So yeah, if you're in a good place and you want some dark stuff, yeah. cause I like doing that sometimes. Oh yeah, me too. Um, that's the time you want to listen to typo negative. So. And th- this isn't their their best song by any means. But, mm-hmm. um, I just want to throw a different one in there. But I would recommend. I don't know if I'm going to fish from typo for a while. So I would definitely recommend to you the Bloody Kisses album. Okay. And I'll wait till I'm <laughs> in yeah, a yeah, totally yeah, better headspace. To. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Yeah. Flipping it. Let's flip it. 
So my next suggestion to you, and this one was hard to really, I mean, I could find out some information on the, the singer on this mm -hmm. a little bit, but like, again, with the song itself, I think it's so recent that people haven't, like, I don't even know if the interviews are out there to get a lot of the meat kind of stuff, but so this one is Pink Money. Uh, the writers on this are David Bowden, who is Pink Sweats. That's his, his artist name. Sweats with a dollar sign. That's right, Sweats with a dollar sign. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Wright, Raphael Sandique, Warren O.K. Felder, William Zare Simmons. Or Simons, however you want to say it. So anyway, uh, if, you, if you type in Pink Money on google it mm -hmm. takes you to pink floyd's money I, oh, oh yeah. I, typed, I typed in pink money billboard mm. and all of everything that came up was like pink floyd billboard <laughs> like you know because they have stats on that i think dark side of the moon spent most weeks at number one i think that's the record they hold yeah no not at number one but in the top 100 okay it spent like decades yeah in the top 100 okay uh so, so this one's real fresh real new and I just like I like the vibe of it. I I was kind of like I said I found the pop playlist and then it was like I'm gonna kind of go through this see if I find anything. I was kind of trying to come up with the the tied in together theme mm -hmm. and this one just happened to come up and that's what kind of sent me more in the R and B kind of direction. And I just re I really liked it. Uh, what did you think? It was it was a lot of fun. It wasn't. I didn't like it as much as leave the door open, mm -hmm. but we did enjoy it. It would, it had more to me, like, a like an early nineties mm -hmm. kind of pop yeah. R and B feel. Yeah. A little bit more hip hop mm -hmm. in there yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was very reminiscent of what was on the radio in that field when I was a teenager, but, um, yeah, it was, it was fun in that sense, not as maybe not as funky as, as the other song, mm -hmm. but it did feel, um, it felt nineties, but it felt modern nineties. Mm -hmm. that, that makes any sense to you. Mm -hmm. A lot of modern production, modern production, but it, you could tell that the writers and the performers on this song grew up on like that nineties mm -hmm. R and B early hip hop, you know, pop music. Mm hmm. And it just, it really had that feel. Like it was the first thing I thought of when I was listening to it. Definitely. So, yeah. And I like the, I like the construction of it. I like the little horn section kind mm -hmm. of thing and the choruses and, uh, love the hook. I think it, it yeah, it's it, sort of like leave the door open. It draws on a lot of things that came before, which I thought was mm -hmm. really cool. And there's actually, there's a couple of songs of his that I've listened to that I really enjoy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, I think he only has an EP or he might, I think he has a couple EPs and an, this is his first album. I think it's called pink world. If I'm not mistaken, this is one of the singles off of it. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it was just kind of like a fun song. Like mm, yeah. just a little kind of feel good show offy kind of, you when know. you when you feel yourself, <coughs> yeah. not like we are today. No, but, no, you know, yeah. Maybe maybe in a couple of days, <laughs> be listening to Pink Money, hollering at hollering at scad girls. <laughs> well, maybe so, not me. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, what's that TLC song like? Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hollering at me out of his uh, friend's ride or whatever. The passenger side. That's what I was trying to. That's where I was trying to put us at. It was like. We got like the 
the white collared shirts on open with the chains and oh, just yeah. ri- riding around listening riding around listening to pink money <laughs> yeah. yelling at uh yelling at, yeah yelling at people we shouldn't be yelling at like hey my dad is here yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> oh man so yeah but yeah once again with with um this song and with leave the door open you could tell their influences but they did it right like a lot of people will produce music that will sound like something from two or three decades ago and it just kind of sounds like a like a retread like they don't do it well sure with pink money and you know the song before it they really complimented that sound yeah the way they did it right they, they did it right sure yeah so yeah it's, it it's made sort it fun. Of the um the spectrum is what is it it's uh inspiration versus like plagiarism right and right, you can right. kind of fall somewhere in that spectrum and that's kind of, that's what i like about a lot of these is you get you get the influence i mean leave the door opens very on the nose with mm-hmm. the like the music video they're not trying to pretend like they're inventing the sound or anything right but i i feel like they were all falling on the more inspirational side of the spectrum which was really cool to see that people uh people are currently throwing back to these things but also still trying to do their own their own thing with it without mm-hmm. absolutely ripping off you know artists well yeah making it your own but sure there's uh, something i was thinking about uh, there's a there's a theory of thought that you can't think of anything that doesn't already exist mm-hmm. and th- so i was kind of thinking if because we, t- we try to use the term like original and especially nowadays when, when concerning art it it's so hard to be 100 percent original because everything informs everything yeah, yeah so i again i think that's kind of the spectrum you're mm-hmm. just replacing words it's like let's say original and completely unoriginal inspirational or inspiration plagiarism it's kind right, of the two right. things. i think the more things you can draw from the more co- complex the construction is or like the the more um what's the word the the more versatile like the uh the more you pull from to kind of create that makes it a little bit more complex it puts it more on the the good side of the spectrum where you're you're trying to make it your own yeah it's not an absolute copy right 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 the 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 more the more boiled down you're, so like like let's say you were like I'm going to make this song sound exactly like Pink Floyd and then you just lift a bunch of Pink Floyd stuff right and like maybe you took from a couple different songs but you re- were really listening to those kind of songs to make it's gonna come out and you're gonna be like oh you just like ripped off Pink Floyd yeah but if you take some stuff from Pink Floyd and let's say like Sonic Youth and whatever you just pull from all these different little things and like oh this would be cool in this section and you kind of like construct this thing pulling from a lot of different inspirations that's when you kind of land on the better side of the spectrum i think it's more like if it feels like pink floyd right other than sounds like pink floyd right right it's basically yeah sure yeah and that's what these two songs got right it felt like that era yeah but at at no, no point that i feel like Either one of them were like ripping somebody off. Sure, it, just, it felt yeah. like that era. You wanna, you wanna, be, it's, it's the kind of compliment you would pay to somebody, 
you know, who had just performed being like, yeah, you kind of reminded me of like Pink Floyd. And like, <laughs> like you kind of have all these little things to kind of pull on versus like, you don't want to talk to them because you're just going to be like, yeah, you sound a lot like Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except they were better. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wildly more successful. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, I would recommend it. It was fun. Yeah. That's kind of what I was going yeah. for. Not yeah. nothing to, um, nothing to, to anything in any direction. Right, right. My brain right. broke. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you see you see my brain just it just broke. Like the wire just sizzled. Just like grounded out. Sh yeah, shorted, yeah. <laughs> All right, flipping. Flip it over. All right. And continuing with our very happy theme. As I'm glad that cuz obviously we don't plan ahead. I just pitch and you pitch. Yeah. And then if we have any Sort of like, oh, I've heard this too much or like uh, can't find it because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Except outside of the one copy that you bought from Velvet Revolver. Or like, stole. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're our biggest fan, so you get this one thing. Uh, I liked that I had things more on the, the, I would say, the happier side of the spectrum. Yeah. Versus, like, it was a nice balance this week. It was. Now I do have happier stuff. I was just getting this. I know, I know, for, I know. For springtime hits. And for sure. Yeah. A lot more happier music. <coughs> so this song is um, it's from Huntress. The song is I Want to Wanna Wake Up from their final studio album, Static, which came out in uh, 2015. Um, I think the title, I mean, the lyrics kind of stick with the title but it almost feels like she's battling with herself and with like a, a relationship mm -hmm. at the same time um and it's lead singer uh jill janice and those of you who aren't familiar with with her or or huntress um she's an amazing singer a great voice yeah. i mean just absolutely absolutely amazing um unfortunately she had a lot of um a lot of problems she was bipolar disorder and she had a lot of other um you know, emotional problems. And unfortunately in 2018, she took her own life. So this was the last official stuff that, that she recorded. She did do, um, backing vocals on two songs on Brian Posehn's newest mm -hmm. album, grandpa metal. Yeah. But this is the last of her original work. And that's actually funny enough. That's how I became familiar with Jill Janice and Huntress is through Brian Posehn. I'm a big Brian Posehn oh, fan. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but I can't remember if it was like an Instagram post or something he was doing where he, he mentioned Jill Janice or she was there, something like that. And I was like, Brian Posehn likes a lot of really good music. Yeah. Yeah. I should check this out. Um, I didn't get very deep into Huntress, but you know, they, the, Big, I think it's still their number one song, like, uh, I Want to Fuck You to Death. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I fell in love with her vocals. And then that's what got me interested. I realized I was like, oh, I don't know a lot of metal bands with, like, female singers. Mm -hmm. So that's what I typed in on YouTube. I was like, cool metal bands with female singers. And that's how I found Ginger, the, the Ukrainian band. And yeah. I was like, because... And she's more of like she. I think she has a really pretty voice too, but she can also scream. And yeah, like got yeah. that guttural kind of growl. So that's kind of cool. But I think Jill Janice has fantastic vocals. And like I said, I listen to their stuff and uh, listen more to the radio kind mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. of 
there's so one of their songs will come up occasionally and then it'll be other people mixed in and then when you suggested it, it was like oh cool i wanted to find more huntress stuff it was just a cool suggestion and i remember hearing about her suicide again from brian post saying he had this podcast i was listening to where he and a bunch of his friends played dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. didn't i haven't listened to it in a while but it was around the time she killed herself and he, he was kind of bringing awareness to that and i remember just kind of going off on a tangent mm-hmm. around the same time as when mac miller also i don't i don't think he killed himself i think he overdosed if i'm not mistaken yeah i think he overdosed I and think. but i remember it's, it's just my social media being flooded with people being like oh r.i.p mac miller like all this stuff and then i i kind of made a post that i regret where i was sort of calling attention to the fact that there's so many it was like almost it just felt like a popularity contest and in in hindsight i shouldn't have said anything um it's not like it broke the internet or anything i think three people saw it but (laughs) one thing it did help me out with terms of them passing i realized that i just wanted out of posting when artists died yeah because yeah. i was i was it, it, i think our brains do a weird thing with social media and when people we like die even though we don't know them we do this weird thing where we kind of like try to make it about us or yeah, like yeah like oh i'm i'm hurting today too because this person meant so much to me and now i don't have and to yes to a certain extent that is the reality but you have to you have to stop yourself from doing that because essentially what you're doing is like hey it's crazy out there don't forget about me kind of thing and Mm -hmm. like one of the prime examples of something i really regret is like when tom petty died i i think I, i i i played mary jane's last dance on social like i and i like posted it and it's just something I, it's something at the time d- didn't seem wrong right or, right but it seems so foreign to me now like i don't even really feel like i know the person that did that mm-hmm. but it was absolutely contrived i mean it was absolutely like how can i benefit off this person's death and it's right. not in so much that that's exactly what i was thinking but i think when people do that there's a level of that and you need to be aware of it and it's sort of like you know when chris cornell took his own life yes all you would if you typed in chris cornell on you it was just people covering mm-hmm. for like you know just I, I i think it's just this weird thing we do where and i don't think it's it's not evil and it's not it doesn't come from a bad place but you have to I think you have to come to terms with it could be coming from a selfish place. Right. And that's absolutely what I was doing. So I, thankfully, by the time I got to, I had thought about it for, because I think Tom Petty was 2016, 2017, something like that. 16 or 17. Might have even been 2017. Yeah. Because I'm trying to remember. Because I have uh, something that. And I think I told you about this. I'm not going to yeah, mention anybody's yeah. name or anything like that. I'm going to keep it very vague. But when when Tom Petty did die, um, someone that that I know posted on social media that that day that that was you know Tom Petty's dying was like the worst thing that had happened all all year. And 
earlier in that week was the Sandy Hook school shooting. And they kind of played it up to where, like, Tom Petty's death was worse, the worst thing to ever happen. Yeah. It was, it, and it probably was said without thinking about. Right. But, but again, this, this poor person got railed. Yeah. And They're again, like, you want to yeah. you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. It didn't right, come from right. a bad place. Yeah, they, they, were, they weren't they weren't intentionally being like. <laughs> but yeah, he they, he wasn't saying Tom Petty's death is worse than the Sandy Hook no, shooting. No, no, he, no, he was not saying that. But the way that the viewing audience took it, and they they just they destroyed him. Yeah, and but again, it's a. I think that's a learning lesson in the same way. What I figured out mm -hmm. it was a learning lesson and by the time that this happened th this was actually the moment where i realized I, I and even maybe even more recently i had to look back on all these things and be like i don't i shouldn't do that anymore right right because essentially what i'm trying to do in a weird way is like you're trying to garner attention yeah off of somebody else's passing in a yeah. way in a way if you really analyze it if you really think about it and it's like you can say you're paying tribute to their music all you want but really what it is is it's topical mm -hmm. because it's something that's happening and it's like it's that's the weird thing is like when somebody like when uh specifically tom petty passed away how many people rushed to their phones and recorded them playing <laughs> <clears throat> last dance with mary jane american girl how many people did that and it's just yeah. like it's 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 not coincident so and and you may not even realize yeah you, like i said it's, it's you have no ill intentions but right. you have to recognize it as mm -hmm. selfish because who's really suffering is that person their family yeah their families. people who know them yeah and then yeah as a fan you absolutely are entitled to your emotions surrounding that, especially if you're a super fan, what you're not entitled to is trying to match that level of suffering. Right. You're you shouldn't you shouldn't be trying to garner attention off of yeah something like that. Yeah, that's why I try like you know whenever someone I know like famous you know passes away, which it seems to happen more often as the years go by. Yeah, I try to just avoid it all together on social media. Yeah. Just, I might, you know, note that I know that it happened and then that's it. Like, yeah. I don't have an opinion. I'm just like, I was a fan of this person and then that's it. Yeah. You know, and with like, with like her passing and, and with, um, you're talking about Mac Miller, who I think was a drug overdose. I've noticed how, and this isn't everybody, but how quickly faceless people on the internet will condemn someone when they die whether it be of suicide or of a drug overdose, like all of a sudden, you know, the internet's people are, you know, certified doctors and certified psychiatrists. And it's okay to like attack this person who's no longer with us mm -hmm. for the reasons that they passed away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you have any idea? You don't know. Mm -hmm. So don't, if don't say anything about this person, you know, with like Janice, Jill Janice, she had a, a lot of, of hoops to go through. And even though I don't condone suicide, you know, if I'd been in her shoes at that point, who knows? Yeah. So, you know, and with, you know, those who die of like drug overdoses, you don't know where they're at. Right. I mean, you know, there's some cases where, 
there are people, famous people who have died of drug overdoses, but it's like, you've had a thousand opportunities and you just won't stop. And I'm thinking of one in particular, but I'm not going to name him out who had two decades to clean up his act and he still died of a drug overdose. And mm -hmm. when he died of a drug overdose, nobody was even surprised. Mm -hmm. And this was a very famous singer in a band that is not on, on our list today, mm -hmm. but everyone was like, yeah, I mean, we figured. Yeah. But I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway, no, that's okay. But yeah, but it's like, just, you know, you don't know, you don't know why this person did what they did. Yeah. Don't try to put you, you know, don't try to be their judge. And also don't try to make it about you. Like, Oh, I'm going to record a cover, a, a, a sorry cover of American girl because Tom Petty was my fave mm -hmm. and I love Tom Petty to death mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I bet his family loved him more than you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, well I, <coughs> one of the funny things I saw online, and I think it helped me come to this mentality, is when uh, when Neil Peart passed, mm -hmm. and uh, somebody made a post that was like, I bet you the most searched thing on Google right now is bands typing in, what easy Rush song is there to cover kind of thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like drummers typing in like, <laughs> or like drummers, drummers faces when they're told, they're told they're going to be covering a Rush song at the next open <laughs> mic or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, it was really funny. And that's, that's sort of the thing is like, you'll notice it with, uh, you don't see swaths of people coming to cover, uh, when like, a. uh, a jazz musician dies or like a uh somebody with like real chops like mm -hmm. you know like oh, sh oh shit i don't know I don't, yeah i know right uh, see plenty of covers of last dance with mary jane and I, and again there's no ill intent there but it is sort of this thing when it's like when the bar is lower in terms of how much you have to put into it yeah yeah right so i mean if I don't know if somebody, you know, really worked and it wasn't the day of, maybe it was a couple weeks after and they put out a cover of a Huntress song or something like that with a band that they, you know, were yeah. in something like that. That would be feel a little bit more like homage. Instead of like, I gotta, like I gotta get there first. Yeah. 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 I, it, so, <laughs> <laughs> it would be an interesting mentality of somebody who like had like a death pool of recordings of artists that they suspected were about to die. Yeah. And they're like just waiting, ready, and like, oh shit, Chester Bennington died, and they just put up their cover of a Linkin Park song. They're, they yeah. have it ready, and it's like, this is really well produced. How did you get this ready in three hours? <laughs> like, news just broke. I'm that good. Because yeah. I loved him so much. I just was, I was sitting in the studio waiting. I was, I was a true Linkin Park fan. Yeah. That was, and sort of talking about when you say people bandwagon, he had children and that was something that I saw a lot. I was like, how dare he like leave his kids in this world? And it's like, yeah, imagine how he felt yeah. where he was brought to that. Yeah, having, you don't know. Having the ultimate thing to live for. It's like, until you can really put yourself in their shoes, I think you're, you should probably pass up on the whole judging thing. Yeah. Cause you, you don't know. Right. So, Yeah. And with her, and, and I didn't see any like Huntress um, uh, people playing Huntress songs on 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 the Facebook when she passed away. No, but... no, <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. And again, but... it's like that's why it, it started feeling like a popularity contest to me. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, but um, 
to actually talk about the song. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we did have a song <laughs> we were talking about here. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, like you said, I got I got similar sort of things from the lyrics. You're talking about the the narrator being in a lot of pain, but also dealing with somebody in a lot of pain. So mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of connection with this song, especially the past couple of years. If people don't know. Uh, my girlfriend, now fiance, was dealing with a chronic uh, stomach issue. It took years to figure it out. We finally did in the summer. Uh, got her healthy. She's been doing 100% better. And it's just so strange that, you know, she goes through her thing. And then, what, six, seven months later, now I start having this, what appears to be a chronic issue. And mm -hmm. it's just sort of, it's sort of funny how life works. You know, it's, it, because I, I was in the mindset back when she was going through her thing, where it was like, I would really like to, I think I would rather be on the recipient end of the pain than mm -hmm. being the person watching the person you're in love with be on the recipient end of pain. And then the universe turns around. I was like, all right, let's turn. test that statement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a song that I connected with a, really deeply and I really, in, I really enjoyed it. I think this is, I, she's such a good singer. And like yeah. I've, I've said before, the vocals can really make or break a metal song for me. Yes. Yeah, and here. she just, if you're, if you're a metal head or if you like heavier music, please check this song out, check out Huntress. Cause this is a band that just shines. And sometimes they're a little, they're a little on the, a little tongue in cheek, a little on the nose uh, yeah, with yeah. some stuff, which is, which is fine. But I think I just think of her as like, in terms of her, People that sing the way she do, I don't consider them singers. I th I consider them like people who play instruments, but their voice is the instrument. I've only yeah. there's only a couple of people that stand out like that, but that's like that's another. It's, they're not a singer; they're a vocalist, you right? Know? Right. And she's a vocalist. She is like she's just got such strength in mm -hmm. in the in the way that she she sang and range. Yeah, range. And yeah, I just I really I really enjoy this song. Definitely recommend it to those particular people be in a happier mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. If you, and if you haven't explored them anymore, I probably won't dig from this. Well, okay. We'll, we'll let Miss Janice rest in peace. Yeah. So let's, check let's post about it real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Can we do a cover? Yeah. 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 We're five, we're, we're three years too late of her passing, but we'll just backtrack. We'll just wait till the anniversary. And then that's when we'll do, I see a lot of that. Like, let me check the news. Somebody yeah. had to have died today. Yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed it's not that was more fingers crossed they, it's, <clears throat> they have an easy song we can cover yeah yeah anybody who's like really talented don't die because we, we we really can't do anything yeah. <laughs> for you yeah. <laughs> all right all right back to happier side of things not yeah. really though because this song was kind of song sad huh? all right three two one all right, and we're back. now we are back. Like we never left. It's like it's like we were we were never gone. Yeah. So I um, might make a little like transition, like meow, like just yeah. a guitar wheel or something. Yeah, like for when we take breaks. Yeah, yeah. That sounded really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna actually just clip the audio from that. And that's gonna be that's gonna be our transition. Is you just going? Wee, wee. <laughs> All right. Haven't warmed up your instrument yet. No, oh, well, easy now, fella. Yeah. I gotta put. Thank you. Yeah. 
Speaking of warming up instruments. Can you not hear me? Huh? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Whether that can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Wee. No, I'm always watching. Like I can see the screen and I can see when I'm, when it's picking me up. I'm watching the screen. <laughs> I know which one's me. Which one? The bottom one is me. You sure? You 100% on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't mind us. We're just, we're, we're going to talk amongst just ourselves. Just out. You know how I can tell which one's me on the, <laughs> it's the one that, <laughs> never mind. Uh, Welcome to our last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the band's breaking before, up. <laughs> yeah. Before we hang ourselves. Well. Going off of this week's theme. If I do, don't you dare get on, on Facebook and, and do bad cover, covers of yeah. my songs. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be going, Wee! She grew up in Indiana town, had a good looking mama, never was around. That's my favorite is when people, not that people do this when they die or when, <laughs> when artists die, but they'll like, they'll really switch up the genre. Like they'll, they'll do like, I'm going to do Tom Petty, Last Dance with Mary Jane, but with like a hip hop kind of thing. And then like that goes viral and it's like, yeah. This is my reggae version of you yeah, know. yeah 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 yeah. That's always the sometimes people do excellent jobs with it. Yeah, but so most much. times they don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hyperbole for comedy. That's right. So back anyway, on the back back to where we were. Sa at. Sad sad sadder side of things. So this the last one kind of I think R and B music spreads the gamut of human emotion. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to find something that was a little bit more on the somber side. Not quite as baller friendly as as Pink Money, uh, so this one is "Say It Over" by I think Rule, Ruel. Yeah, I was saying Ruel. Ruel and uh, Cautious Clay, which <laughs> Cautious so, Clay. So the writers on this are uh, Joshua Carpen, Mark Landon, Ruel, Vincent Van Dyke, Sarah Aaron's. So I think those are just. Most of the people are like Ruel is obviously that guy. And then I don't know which one's Cautious Clay, but I love that name. And here, it, and here's something I wanted to talk because I think it's an obvious callback to Cassius Clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Muhammad <laughs> Ali, the famous back boxer, uh, his name is actually Cassius Clay. And that's actually the name he was, he was under when he won the heavyweight title in Miami against Sonny Liston. Yes, it was. Have you, have you ever, I don't know how big a boxing fan you are. Um, I'm I'm a dabbler. Mm -hmm. I like old some old fights, but uh, have you ever seen his his post fight interview from that Sonny Liston fight? And I think it was like sixty two or sixty three. I think I have. I'm it's, I'm a fan of like that era of boxing. Yeah, yeah. Go back and watch it because it is fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> this guy's like you know this <coughs> he's, he's this straight laced white guy. He talks like this and he's oh, Cassius Clashes. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to ask him questions and Muhammad he, not Muhammad Ali yet. He's just. He just does not care about what this guy's talking about. He's just like, he's like, I shook up the world. I shook, I'm the greatest of all time. I'm 22 years old. I'm not even breaking. My face still looks pretty. He's just, yeah. Sonny Liston's a joke. And he's just, he's just, he's so juiced. And the guy's, he's like, he's like, he's like, that's great, Cassius. But he's like, I'm a bad man. It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. So funny. He had such a like. Larger than life personality. Yeah. He was like one of the first like. Well, maybe not the first, but one of the biggest rock star athletes mm -hmm. is what I like to call them. You know, mm -hmm. like how they're just out there. Right? And, I mean, you got to love him. And I, it sucks because I feel like at the time, I didn't realize how polarizing he was 
even before the the Vietnam stuff. But mm-hmm. so he when he was fighting Sonny Liston, mo- he was an underdog, and most people wanted him to win because that you know people re- really relate to that underdog mentality. Oh yeah. Or that sort of underdog archetype, and then he wins, and he like he's you know big and bold, and he's saying stuff like that, and then you know the Nation of Islam, Elijah Muhammad, the leader, gives him his new name, Muhammad Ali, and he starts really uh, leaning into that, you know, talking about that in interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like. Not that he was like out there being their like number one spokesperson or anything, right, right. but. It's it's something that he really believed in, and now next fight everybody wants him to lose. And I didn't realize like my dad was watching a documentary on it, and I kind of caught a little bit of that time period, and so that's why um, that was I'm bringing it up. It's in, just in the states that was not welcomed. Yeah, yeah. Not not like now that that we welcome any outside religions. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, it was very especially that time. And then of course you know he he refused to. To go to Vietnam, yeah, and a yeah. lot of people started disliking him for that. But right, fantastic boxer, and obvious the cautious Clay's namesake. Yeah, that's hilarious. Who's Clay, and why is he so cautious? Why is he so cautious? So, say it over. First impressions. Um, I didn't dislike it. It was a good song. I it almost felt like I was waiting for it to like pick up. Mm. It almost felt like. And maybe I was probably just listening to it wrong, but the whole time I was, I felt like it was building up and it never kind of went over the peak. Like no payoff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good song, but I guess I just set my head up for waiting, waiting for this build up that never, never came. Mm. And that's, that's really the only negative thing I can say about this song. It was a nice song. It was a completely different kind of vibe than the other two songs, mm-hmm. but I guess and and even Trish the same way. It was just like just waiting. Yeah, it's very it's uh, more so subdued than yeah. somber. Like it really doesn't, you know. It it kind of stays where it started. Yeah, and maybe I was just putting too much into it. But like I said, it wasn't bad. It was it was just when when you when you have an expectation that mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't have had, mm-hmm. and it just never. There was no payoff at the end. There was mm-hmm. no there was no funky. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was no cleaning the kitchen yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well was, and this was definitely a little bit more removed from the other two mm-hmm. yeah um but i still i felt like it had kind of that slower sadder r&b kind of yeah. vibe to it not necess- not focusing on more the happy sides of the relationship mm-hmm. but the more serious and sad and sometimes hurtful yeah, side of the relationship yeah. and that's kind of why i included it is i wanted to i wanted to balance it out a little bit because again you know it, it shows that there is a there's a lot of diversity in these yeah. and the, like not all these songs with these kind of throwback kind of feels are gonna be all happy and mm-hmm. ha- happy all the time and a lot of the you know the original music that they're pulling from it wasn't just all happy and smiles you know a lot no. of them focused on um i mean these songs are very uh they i think i use this but but they you know they run the gamut mm-hmm. the whole spectrum of human emotions and as any good uh art form does yeah i mean and that's you know when you when you talk about like old r&b well the b is blues yeah that's a good point yeah <laughs> And even old blues songs, they ran the gamut. 
Sure. Yeah. You know, you, they, there were happy blues songs. Yeah. Most of them were, were not, but right. <laughs> that's yeah. why they called it the blues. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was for what it was. It was it was good. Yeah. I guess I just was expecting a build up. And yeah, I might have done a better job with the order because I think after the first two, this probably did land a little flat. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if I'd listened to it in the middle. Yeah. But you know, and that's so it's there. actually your fault. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's actually it's it's Ruel's fault. I, I'm going to blame Cautious Clay. And you too can be expecting a call from our lawyers. Cautious Clay should not have been so ruining cautious. Our podcast. Yeah, you yeah. ruined. Yeah, you Clay, ruined our podcast. Clay, go for it. You know. Go for it. Don't yeah. be so cautious. <laughs> be, you know. We're, we're gonna. I was trying to. I was like. Yeah, I was trying to go like Saurus in my head. Yeah, be bold, Clay. Bold, Clay. Be serendipitous. Clay. Be care to the wind, Clay. Yeah, be crazy, Clay. Cra I like crazy, Clay. That sounds. Wasn't that a Buck Cherry <laughs> song? Hey, you're, you're crazy, Clay. Clay. <laughs> but you mold so good. I don't. I want to play. We're we not quoting Buck Cherry on this podcast. <laughs> Ca or uh, crazy Clay sounds like Play-Doh's shitty, like Walmart brand. <laughs> crazy Clay. Well, yeah. actually, in this this era, we couldn't call it Crazy Clay. We'd have to call it. Um, um, Mentally disturbed clay. <laughs> Going off of mentally disturbed clay, the last song. <laughs> but even though it, it didn't hit me the same way the other two songs, I would I would recommend it though. Yeah, I mean it was a well put together song, and like I said, I, I think I was probably in that that more upbeat mindset. So I mean, yeah, I, I, let, I let it down. I pasted weird. I'll I'll it's consider fine. that for the future. It's fine. No, you're you're fine. Your replacement will do a better job yeah. when he starts next week. This podcast is a learning experience. <laughs> yes. He's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, he does, but you know, he's right now he's recording a bunch of cover songs in case someone dies <laughs> this week. <laughs> Stocking up. I love the idea of that. I got to do a we got to do like a yeah. like a little like a stupid <laughs> like a stupid skit video of that and put it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I've just been spending the last couple months in the studio going over my death pool, recording some songs from people I'm suspecting will die soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, turn over the shoulder and be like, hey, how old's, how old's some, you know, whoever? Like, they got to be dead soon, right? <laughs> how old's Barry Manilow? He's got to be He's kicking the bucket soon. <laughs> Paul McCartney's how old? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean John Lennon's dead? What? I missed it. <sighs> I guess I'll do some George Harrison. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hang on, I'm doing a cover of Plush. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I am not covering Ringo Starr. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ringo Starr couldn't even cover Ringo Starr. <laughs> Sorry, that was my drumming. Mm -hmm. Almost okay. as good as Ringo Starr. Almost. Okay, so we, we are we done? <laughs> yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bit's done. All right, so we will go to our final entry this is um allison chains the song is called died it was um off their box set called music bank which was released in 1999 the song was recorded in 1998 it was one of two songs that were recorded during those sessions the first one was called get born again which was released as a single and this is called died these are the last two recordings that lane staley ever did in his life before he passed away um on um april 8th uh 2002 which 
coincidentally, it was the same day Kurt Cobain passed away. Oh. Or was it April 4th? April 8th. Oh, so it's coming up. Around the same time. Yeah. Oh, we got to get some covers done. They're already dead. Yeah. Oh, uh, anniversary. Anniversary covers, yeah. But, um... It's a <coughs> complex business. It's very complex. Trying to pirate so, people's emotions. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> so, um, the song itself, and, and the irony is, the last song Lane Staley ever records is called Died. Mm -hmm. And the song itself is actually about um, his fiance died in 1996. And she died of, a, of actually a very rare infection that, or blood disease that is common with heroin addicts. Mm -hmm. So when she died in 1996, that was pretty much the downfall for Lane Staley. Mm. He never recovered from it. Of course, you know, Allison Chains never did anything in his lifetime after that. Mm -hmm. So, um, All right. Three, two, two one. one. So, yeah. Um, so he kind of spiraled downhill from that. And, you know, when Allison Chains wanted to put together like a box set because they hadn't done anything in a while, Jerry Cantrell kind of got the band together and kind of gave Lane the music. And Lane was drawing from the only thing he had going for him right that, at that point, And that was mourning the loss of his fiance. So, and the song is, is about her. And if, and if you go over the lyrics, it's really kind of dark and it's really sad. Yeah. Especially knowing what happened to him just a few years later, because he died of, of a drug overdose, but it's kind of thought of as that it was an intentional drug overdose. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, um, but yeah, but it's, it's like musically, it's such a heavy song. I mean, it's one of my favorite Allison Chain songs. I mean, to me, it's just that guitar riff is just so thick and just so heavy. Mm -hmm. And and you know, Staley's vocals or lyrics are just you know, you can tell the man is is in horrible shape. Yeah. In fact, they had to when they mixed it and every and and got got the song ready, they had to kind of fix his vocals because at that point he was so emaciated, and he had teeth that had fallen out. Oh, jeez. Because he was he was just. Beyond enjoying using drugs, he was using drugs to stay alive. Mm -hmm. They said he weighed like 90 pounds. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it was it was terrible. Yeah, I'm not real familiar with the history of Alice in Chains mm -hmm. or with any of their music, really. I think oh. I've, I've listened to Rooster and Died. <laughs> There's a lot more. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I'll dig out of this well for a while because they're one of my favorite bands. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of, a lot of their stuff is easy to have missed yeah well and i feel like uh a, pretty much everything would be a deep cut for me for the Perfect. most part just because i just don't mm -hmm. never really listen to them i i have uh some idea of some of their music for sure right. but uh it's just not a band that i gravitate towards in terms of their sound mm -hmm. this was tricky to like kind of get into it was you know i i it's almost like so sad it's really hard to approach you know what i mean it's like yeah, it's yeah. hard to with the other two it was like a, it seemed like a place that i could familiarize myself with because i had some sort of i guess i guess like i had something in common right with right what was i had a and 
an, an empathy. Mm-hmm. But this is, I f- it just felt like the whole time is like, this is something that I really, I can't even come close to touching. I haven't, I've, I've lost friends. I really hope I don't ever get into a empathetic place with this song. I, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to, <coughs> hey, Sam, just stay alive. I don't yeah, want yeah, I don't want to get to this place. Trish, hang, hang in there. Yeah. Was, was he using a lot of drugs before? He had become, passing? he had become, um, a heavy drug user. Kind of when they were touring on their first record. Mm. And, of course, everyone in the band had their their vices. He wasn't the only one. Yeah. But he gravitated towards heroin. Mm. And, like, Jerry Cantrell had gravitated towards cocaine. Mm-hmm. And it's just... it. Lane just let it take him. Yeah. You know, he never, like... And sort of what you're talking about is, like, it, maybe not in clear-cut and dry terms was a suicide but people sometimes people in those positions they just they they resign themselves to whatever happens mm-hmm. they just have no will to continue so everything becomes like caution is just to the wind it's yeah, yeah. i'm just i'm going to keep doing this and then if i die i die and there's yeah. there is no it's it's sort of like a point of no return kind of mentality mm-hmm. so was he said his fiance had an Infection, tip, like typically found in heroin addicts. Was she a heroin addict? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they were both addicts that was, together. That was pretty big in Seattle, the Seattle mm-hmm. area at this time. You know, Seattle, Vancouver. I've heard a lot of yeah bad stories a, of the late '90s and heroin. Yeah, that was unfortunately a huge thing and took a lot of people from us mm-hmm. during that time period. But yeah, he had become a hermit. He didn't associate with any of his bandmates. He didn't associate with anybody. And he just kind of walled himself up for the last like three or four years of his life. And the sad part is he was dead for two weeks before anybody even found him. Oh, no. And the only reason that came about was their accountant had noticed or his accountant had noticed he hadn't drawn any money out of his account in like two weeks. And so his accountant was a little worried, phoned Lane Staley's mother and said, look, you know, Lane hasn't uh, spent any money in the past two weeks. So she went over there with the cops and they kicked his door in and he was just laying on the couch. He'd been there for two weeks. Oh God. Yeah. It's terrible. And just that story makes me feel how I felt listening to the song. It's like, I just, I don't even know what to do. I'm just like, that's just horrible. It's so sad. It is really sad. It's a level of sadness that I'm not familiar with. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I 100% do not recommend the song. If you are like, if you're in a bad spot, no, don't, don't listen to this song. And the thing with his death was, it was really, really heartbreaking. Cause I remember getting the news when he, when they found his body mm-hmm. and it's like one of those things where like, I was really sad, but I was also so angry at him. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you had everything in the world mm-hmm. and you know, it just wasn't important enough to you. And I guess you, you could think that about a lot of people who just, and I know I'm, I'm not judging him by any means. I know we talked about this earlier, but it's just how other people feel. But it's like you had the world, man. Yeah. Well, you're experiencing a, a complex emotion, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're not running to the internet to grandstand about it. No, no. And I think no. that's the difference. Because he, he had gone through a loss that, you know, I've never gone through and I hope I don't go through. Yeah. And Trish you know, and Sam stay alive. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so there's, you know, I, 
I can't know where he was coming from. Yeah. So, you know, and I was only being angry, I guess, because I was being selfish. Like I'm never going to get to hear any of his music again. Yeah. You know, one of my vocal heroes is gone Yeah. and it could have been prevented. Oh, woe is me. And see, it gets to that and you got to right. stop and go, well, you know, you know, his Imagine mother, what he was feeling. Yeah. yeah or Imagine his, his mother. Yeah, yeah. His mother had to go in there and see his two week old corpse. Yeah. Laying on the couch. That's her baby. Well, and that's what I always, I always try to bring it back to is imagine their next, next closest person mm -hmm. who has to then deal with it yeah. because it's like, yeah, the, and that goes for the people who are sympathetic and maybe, and saddened by the news. It's also the people that are running to the keyboard and typing their, their bile and putting it out there. It's like, right. would you say this to the, to his or her mother, to mm -hmm. their, their significant other? No, no, because hopefully you have a shred of human decency. Yeah. So the Internet just becomes this weird place of like moral grandstanding and self-promotion. And yeah, it just it just feels so weird. Uh, like if it had been me, I would have blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You don't know that. Right. You don't know until you are in that situation. Well, and, you know, so many people, they do. Well, he should he should have sought help. And just speaking of it personally, if you've had experiences with it, if you were a hundred percent committed to suicide, you know the last thing you want to do is tell somebody because mm -hmm. it's going to keep you from what you. If you, I'm saying, if you are beyond the point of no return, like mm -hmm. these people were, talking isn't going. They're not going to talk about it because they don't want help. Right, right. They just want it to be over. So it's, you know. Uh, I and you know anybody listening to this if you are in a place like that please do go and get help right but right. what I'm just I'm what I'm trying to speak to is the you know that's it's sort of like put yourself in their shoes yeah and try to empathize with what they were feeling they didn't they didn't want help right and don't the last thing you need to do is judge them because that's absolutely right yeah you know, there is someone that that took a greater loss when they died than you did so I'm always fascinated at all the like the stupid little sayings you we hear as as kids and it's just like oh, you just write it off after a certain point and one of the ones <coughs> uh coming up a lot recently is like be thankful for your health and it's it's one of those things you're just like yeah whatever and then when you become unwell you're like oh <laughs> yeah. i should be thankful for <laughs> yeah. my health when i'm healthy and yeah um i think that doubles for mental illness oh of course of course so thanks for the thanks for the downers well. <laughs> So did you like the song or not? <laughs> I this one, I, this like it's a hard sell. Like, yeah, it is. I I tried to sit with it, and it almost made it worse. Mm -hmm. um, I had a I had a pretty good idea of what he was talking about. It, it I didn't I didn't know if it, I knew that it was something beyond a friend. Mm -hmm. I knew it was like in this case his fiance or like a brother or something or a, or a mother i knew it was like a way deeper connection than mm -hmm. just like and having a friend die is horrible oh yes it is um going off something else that i've learned about myself is i'm that cunt that when somebody has somebody they're close to die and depending on my familiarity with the person like i'll be the person that's like Seems like I'm way sadder than I should be. Mm -hmm. A good example of this is my uh, um, a friend of mine's father passed away. Now mm -hmm. he should obviously be 
torn up about that. And obviously he was. And I knew his dad well. Like I uh, spent a lot of time with him. But it was almost like I think he processed it well. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had friends die, close friends die, um, none from suicide that I'm that I'm aware of, but all like all seemed like preventable accidents, like a lot of them car accidents. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes drinking involved, sometimes not, and that's that's the one thing for me is like that's a hundred percent preventable and didn't need to happen. Yeah. And I don't think I ever dealt with those properly. I don't think I ever process my uncle dying my grandfather dying like i don't i don't process those kind of things well Mm -hmm. and so what i do is i squash them down and then when somebody close to me has somebody die it's like all that comes back up for me and i empathize way more with the person experiencing it than than i think it just it's, it's another thing i had to take a step back from and look at and i was like you shouldn't be <clears throat> doing like you need to get it together like you need to process these other yeah. things because th- you're gonna it's weird <laughs> and j- I, I thought this was just an interesting song to kind of I, it made me it made me take a long hard look at myself mm-hmm. and so i'm thankful for that yeah and thankfully i was in a better a, a, i was in a good enough place this week to listen to all three of these songs and uh, I know I've related a lot of this back to me today, but I think just I've learned a lot approaching subject matters that these songs mm-hmm. are touching on or directly pointing to. Yeah, yeah. And I just, if somebody out there is listening, is going through the same thing, I hope this helps or I hope it can help people gain some empathy or uh, i hope somebody can glean something from it so that's kind of why i spent time talking about it today no yeah Um, and that's because i like this kind of stuff and i listen to it so much it has helped me to be able to you know the past 30 35 years of listening this kind of music to be able to process things in a way that i do that i do process things that you know i can listen to things like that and i can you know you know, maybe related to something in my life one way or the other. Yeah. It helps me to process the things in my life by listening to someone else talk about in music form. Yeah. I mean, you know, people say I listen to a lot of really sad music, but it's it's actually not as sad to me. It's cathartic. It's very cathartic. And yes. the first two songs were very cathartic for mm-hmm. me. Um, this one was it's another level deeper where it's I have I have no idea what this emotion is. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. and I hope to never and wouldn't wish it on anybody. And, yeah. But. And to me, this, th- this song is very cathartic to me, even though I've never been exactly in that situation. It was still, you know, very, it, it, it was more introspective for me to sure. think about. You know, well, and maybe, things. you know, positive, positive side of things. Maybe it can help you garner the the empathy you need mm-hmm. to to deal with like you know to learn the lessons that you've learned yeah, and yeah. to not jump on the bandwagon and uh you know posthumously p- 
punish somebody for their actions and like get on the how the how could he do this like you know running to the internet and saying these things like right. maybe it was an appropriate lesson for you. I, mean, <coughs> I think I definitely learned a lot from this song, but like I said, I definitely would not recommend this unless yeah. you're in a good spot, right? Or you're on the positive side of pro- processing things, right? Because it's very dark. It is very dark. And yeah, be on the, or either if you need something to push you to that, have that breakthrough, then something like that is, and when I say breakthrough, like, you know, finally like getting over the hump you need to get over yeah, to like finally have that breakdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. 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 So no, I, I get that. Definitely. Like it's a, it's like, it's like medicine. Yeah. It's medicine that might, you know. The shot might sting, but long term, it's going to do you good. Yeah, something and like I, that. And I think this was not to get too deep, but this was one of the songs. When um, a few years after it came out, I went through a, a really, really bad breakup, and this song, I was able to relate this song to the end of a breakup. Mm. Now, obviously, the other person didn't pass away, right? But what we had had together had had died, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like relating. Metaphor is powerful. Yeah, 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 very metaphoric. And that was one of the songs that I really kind of ingested to kind of get myself, you know, on the other side of it. So. So just to kind of get some more history of Alice in Chains. So this, you said this was recorded in 98. Yes. A couple years later. So they've done nothing since his passing. Like. Uh, yeah. They still perform or they actually, um, they weren't going to ever get back together when he died. And then finally, I want to say it was like 2006 or 2007. The three remaining members got together for the tsunami relief. Remember the tsunami? Mm. Was that no six? I think it was Oh five, but they, yeah, but they, they, they were, and they had guest singers. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of like that year, they had a, a friend of theirs, a guy named William Duvall, and he would come on and, and sing Lane's parts, and they would play shows, just kind of like, you know, just to play shows. And then they, they decided to, um, since they never got to say goodbye to their fans when they broke up, they were going to go on tour as kind of a tribute to Lane Staley, and they took this guy, William Duvall, on tour, and they toured for like a year well it kind of uh backfired on them in a good way everyone was like oh wow this is these guys sound great we we want more alice you know Mm -hmm. so they made that hard decision because they didn't want to do anything to make money off of lane staley being dead yeah they no they did not want to disrespect the name they didn't want to disrespect him i mean they were hard pressed they did not want to do it well the fan reaction over touring over a year and how much people were just like, you guys got to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And they even actually went to Lane's mother and asked for her blessing. And she gave them their, her blessing. They hired this guy on as their full-time new lead singer. And then they started recording again. And they put out three records since then. And William Duvall is, what's so great about him is he doesn't sound anything like Lane Staley. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many bands that, their lead singers sound like Lane Staley or try yeah. sound like Lane Staley. Like, I'm going to got Creed as one of them. Sorry. 
But, you know, that warling, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Marble Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Stained, another band that I loathe. How dare you? God, they're horrible. Well, <laughs> they're horrible. But, um. So that was that lead's name. Oh, Aaron Lewis? Yeah. God. I watched a, I watched a bunch of videos of him, like, doing his, like, acoustic song and, like, yelling at people in the crowd. And yeah. I did glean something from that where I have, like, <laughs> a lot of confidence to, like, not let a <laughs> shitty crowd like have me hang my head in shame like now fuck you like i don't have to do this like so that, yeah. that, that's the one positive thing stained stained has done well the thing is sorry they ripped off your favorite band if his music was worth listenable then people wouldn't have to chat <laughs> while he's talk playing over <laughs> you played you played in front of enough crowds you know yeah well i've definitely felt that before though where i'm like oh man you know when they, if when, this was interesting they'd be listening when they won't stop their pool game to listen to you play yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. been there sorry about that i was winning yeah it's a hard sell I had a lot of money on the table yeah. dude sorry this is nine ball not eight ball <laughs> but you know william Duvall. He, he, he doesn't try to act like lane staley what i think is so great you know like you know what lane staley looked like you know six foot tall blonde skinny blonde guy mm-hmm Okay. William Duvall is, he's probably the same height, black guy from Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with this now. Yeah. Now you say that. Which, sorry I had to come to black guy, but yeah, now I know what you're talking no, about. No, no, I mean, I think that's complimentary <laughs> because it's like the only person that could fill Lane Staley's shoes is this black guy from Atlanta. Yeah. Which I think he's absolutely amazing. I've seen him live with William Duvall, I think, five times. And they, I mean, that's cool when yeah. you can change the recipe and the <coughs> yeah. fan base still likes it, probably getting new fans. Yeah. That's something that's cool. Cause there's a lot of bands that couldn't do that. And maybe that speaks to mm-hmm. the power of the music yeah, and just the, how diehard the fan base is. Cause I know, especially knowing you, if you love Alice in Chains, like you really love Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Where does the name come from anyway, by the way? <clears throat> it was kind of a joke. Um, let me try. <coughs> we are not taking a break. Instead of instead of editing out the dead air, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut in us coughing during times when we have dead air. <coughs> All right. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm, gonna edit, I'm gonna edit that part out. I'm gonna take another. No, dude, you good. But, gonna, um, don't edit it out. We're keep it rolling. I might want to edit it out. No, come okay, on. Okay, I won't. Got to flow. Can I edit this out? Not no. going to edit out. You can edit. <laughs> These are the CD jokes. Yeah, That's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah, you can edit out the the part where I tried to um where I tried. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I hate when you have like the half thoughts that you're like it's it's like almost there. You're like this will be good to start saying, and then you realize halfway through it's like gone. you just need to shut up. Yeah, or you forget. Yeah, that's my yeah, problem. That's yeah, I forget. But anyway, well, so it's, it's me just being like you should just shut up. <laughs> Lane Staley was in a band before the real Alice and Chains got together, mm-hmm. and they went through a lot of names, but they had an idea of like, and it was called Alice in chains like guns in roses alice in chains oh okay because <clears throat> they, they thought it'd be funny the image of alice the housekeeper from the brady bunch and like bondage gear <clears throat> that was like their mindset 
<laughs> I love it. That makes me like that band. <laughs> so, Plus 10 points. Yes. I like that. They, they've always had a great sense of humor. As dark as their music is, mm -hmm. they are hilarious. But but yeah, that was um, how it initially started. And then when that band broke up and then what became Alice in Chains got together, Lane came up said, well, this was an old band. And they were like, well, we'll just go with Alice in Chains. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like such a like tongue in cheek like name. And then their music is so like, not all of it's dark, but, you know, it's not Lover's Lane, you know. Cleaning yeah. the kitchen and taking it to the boudoir music. Ain't it's, pink money. No, ain't no pink money. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's a brief history of Alice and okay. No, I like, I really yeah, needed, yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to know it because I just, it's not music I gravitate to as, because I, I mean, would you consider it kind of in the grunge family? I don't know. Like, I always get, ten, I, I'm always tentative of like talking to people about genres that they're yeah. like, with bands they're really into, because then people are like, no, you fucking idiot. It's not metal, it's hardcore. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. sorry. That's not a fair thing, because like, they were adopted by the metal community when they came out. Mm. Because and when, when their first record came out, Facelift, in 1990, of course it was played on Headbangers Ball, which that was a show on MTV that played metal videos. And I know you're thinking MTV played videos. Yeah. yeah. But so there was this big tour that was going on in 1991 it was the clash of the titans tour it was megadeth slayer and anthrax oh, okay and they needed an opening band and they picked allison chains so allison chains went on tour with these three bands opened for the fans of anthrax slayer and megadeth who didn't know anything about them mm-hmm Went through the whole tour. Some nights were good. Some nights people threw stuff at them. Yeah. But they yeah. never walked off stage. They never gave up. That's badass. And they earned the respect of those three bands. Mm -hmm. And that kind of pushed them into the metal community. Mm -hmm. So can, I got to tell my Allison Chain story Please. real quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what this is for. I am um, <clears throat> Allison Chain's guitar player and co-lead singer is Jerry Cantrell. I talk about him all the time because he's one of my favorite musicians and songwriters and guitar players and he has two solo records that we're going to pull from okay they're, they're amazing anyway so um this is back i think it was like 2008 it was before they had, had that comeback album and we went and saw them they were opening for velvet revolver and it was at a what was lakewood amphitheater mm -hmm. in atlanta and it was me and my buddy and his wife, and we were up against the stage. So Alice comes out, and they play a great show. And so my buddy's like, you know, they're, they're finishing up and, and all that. And my buddy's like, we're on the stage. See if you can get a guitar pick. So I ran up the stage, and um, I had broken my wrist, so I had like a cast on my left arm. So I ran up the stage, and uh, their bass player, Mike Inez, he walks over, and he sees me, and he flicks a pick at me. And I, and I get it. And he was like, yeah. And so, and this is, this is when it got really good. So I got a pick from Mike Inez. I was like, oh, this is awesome. He turns around and yells across the stage to Jerry Cantrell and tells Jerry Cantrell to come over there. I'm not making this up. Swear to God. Jerry Cantrell walks across the entire stage, leans over and shakes my hand and puts a guitar pick in my hand. That's awesome. 
You could have you could have shot me right there, and I would have been happy. Did you give one to your friend, or you no? Keep no, my yeah. friend could get his own pick. <laughs> I still have those picks. That's awesome. But yeah, Jerry Cantrell shook my hand on stage. That's awesome. In front of thousands of people. That's badass. Yeah, I will. I will never forget that. If I saw that, I'd be like, he, they must know each other. I, mean, I was floored. Yeah, that's awesome. What so, a yeah. great concert story. So I know. Was, and um, not that it matters. Did they play first or second? They played first. They were the opening band. That's cool when you, like, just in terms of, like, putting myself there if as a musician. If I was, like, the opening act and there were people that specifically there to see, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, that's such a cool moment to hear about, like, sharing with a... Because, I'm sorry, what, what was the other band you said? Velvet Revolver. Velvet Revolver. Like, how many... Everybody was there to see... Yeah. of a revolver you know so it just i think that's so cool it was sorry to make it about me again that's all i've done this podcast you, you got some cover tunes you want to spit out no, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding i they, they've got this, <coughs> this great song chicken on, chicken yeah on uh his the anniversary of his death i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah they've come to eat the chicken oh yeah <laughs> see i can't even do it with this voice i his that is the one song that I'm very familiar with because it's my poser song from yeah. when I started getting into heavier stuff. But I love the vocals on that song. It's His so range well is done. insane. It's so well done. It's, it's, it, that was before things went bad, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. Because that's one of the things about drug abuse and uh, overindulging. That's like one of the first things to go is your voice. Yeah. Now he now their their third album, the one after that one, he still kept a good voice, but you could tell. Which their third album, and, and I'm going to dig deep in that one over the course of this podcast, not this one right now, but strap in, folks. We got another three <laughs> hours. We ordered the pizzas, and uh, we're going to have hookers come in. Yeah, I saw a case of wine in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but it's it's a very underrated album. We're just we're, we could just like do this for for hours. So we need to we got to we got to we got to pivot <coughs> this into like our another show. Like maybe we've talked about doing some Patreon kind of stuff at some point. Like yeah, just just us talking for however long and just bullshitting. Yeah, just coming like an up with shoot. come up coming up with bad facts and misinformation. Yeah. And, then, and we'll we'll make that our like a Patreon only. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just just to we can put the the bow on it and yeah, kind of yeah. do our outro. <laughs> we can do our outro, but officially, the music is the music has died. Um, sorry, bad joke. I I look forward to hearing more Alice in Chains because I want you to pitch a song that's good. <laughs> so mean. No, I. Uh, <laughs> Good thing join, join me next week on my podcast. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, join me next week when Brennan's hanging from the sh- the ceiling. I'll be doing a Mr. Wait cover song because <laughs> that's now that's real easy to cover. I know about three you, and a half chords. You've never seen me play guitar. Yeah. What was it? There was a, some some joke from something. I love when I get real vague like wow. that. What did I say last week? A song by that guy. He's real that, famous. Yeah, that famous guy that did that song. <laughs> but. uh it was, it's like, I know three chords and I'm working on a fourth. It's getting there. <laughs> Something like that. <coughs> that that song was, was actually a, a, a pretty hard pill to swallow. That was not yeah. what would be the beginner's guide to Alice in Chains. 
But it was fitting for the I category. I don't think that's like a beginner's guide to music. <laughs> You're not going to have any repeat listeners. <laughs> they're all going to be. They're all going to be dead. It's pretty. It's it's pretty dark and deep and. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things. There are a couple of things that stand. We back into the song. Uh, there's a couple of things about the song that stand out to me, namely how tangible it is. Yeah. Even though I don't have an experience like that, I feel like metal sometimes it's like the over playing of heavy mm-hmm. that makes it not so much. You know what I mean? So like artistry and creative creativeness aside you know slayer isn't running around with wearing people's faces you know what i mean and right right i understand it's it's artistry i actually really like that song but this is a song that you can this is just heavy because somebody is really having this experience yeah for example uh to make it about me again i knew this guy and i was kind of working with him musically sort of cautiously cautious clay kind of you know we were we were just the throwback. Uh, we were kind of making music together. It was we were trying to kind of figure out where you it was were going. Making music together. Yeah, we we're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and one day while we we're fucking. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. Uh, no, it's about you. So. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking got me. You know, that totally just cracked up our three listeners. Yeah. yeah all, all two of our, our SoundCloud subscribers. So, but anyway, sorry. No, I love it. I, one of my favorite things in this life is to make somebody laugh. Yeah. So, And I've re, I've had to try really hard to practice at not laughing at my own material. Yeah. Because uh, there's nothing worse than going up on – I've dabbled in stand-up comedy, and I've gone up and said a joke, and I've been the only one laughing. <laughs> so you really have to practice like not yeah. laughing because at least if you, you crack a joke and nobody mm-hmm. laughs you brush it off like yeah i didn't even think it was funny but when you yeah. laugh and you laugh hard you're like <laughs> god it's like walking up to the front of the room with a boner and being proud of it <laughs> so i'm working with this guy yeah, and we're, sorry. no it's totally fine one of the things you do with musicians when you're <laughs> god damn it when you're fucking each other when you're when you're in the early stages of making music, what you do is you sort of you sh- share things you've made up to that point, so you mm-hmm. can kind of like, oh, this kind of gels with that. Like maybe we can turn this into something. And he had this song; it was kind of a country song, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, in terms of things I've listened to from people that are peers of mine, it blew me away. It was all about his friend who had a tragic accident uh ended up deaf but he would still play music with him and he played bass so that he could like feel it because he couldn't hear and like he would get so excited when they were both in tune and he could feel it and it was uh he, he ended up dying falling out of a tree stand while he was hunting it was this beautiful song and i hadn't even come close to writing anything as deep and as like pure as that and then after he played it a couple times and then i it was just like 
there were always kind of people around, like a roommate of his or something. This night it happened to like the the it was just him and I, and I I was talking to him and I was like, you know that song you wrote, like that's really beautiful. There's really something there. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, it's not, like not a real story. And I was like, it was <laughs> so disappointing. Oh wow. It was like it was one of those things where. I don't think it's a big deal if an artist performs a song and somebody else has written it, but it's this yeah. deep thing because it's like I can still attach it to the songwriter. But that was like, that was almost like, I don't know. I don't even know it to equate it. If we had been fucking, <laughs> it wasn't him the whole time. It was his friend. I, you right, know what I, right. I gotcha. It just, it just, it took me aback because mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I, I was working on a song at the time about a friend of mine who had recently died mm -hmm. in a car accident and it was i was trying to get there mm -hmm. and sometimes you're too close and it's it's just yeah. uh, like <coughs> you know it's like uh talking to friends about a breakup and you're like oh i'm over it and you start noticing how you're talking about it, you're like i'm very clearly not over this yeah, like, yeah it's obvious yeah uh so that's just kind of what i I see in this song is like it's that but it's real right and that's why it's so hard yeah it's about as real as it can get yeah and you can you can hear the the pain i mean the physical manifestation of the coping yeah and the pain and the yeah. fact that he's not seeing this isn't rooster it's not that powerful like Mm -mm. standing up with your foot on the monitor singing to a crowd of a thousand people i mean it's weak yeah i mean it's not, it sounds like he barely made it through the song yeah and and he did because he was in such bad shape because of the subject he was singing on yeah like that was a direct result of what you're hearing and you're hearing it in the flesh like you know, this is why his voice sounds so bad is because of what you're hearing him sing about. And I think the sadder thing is that there's no sort of like a lot of times if I to make it about me again, I think a lot of times when you if you are over something, if you have dealt with it and you start writing about it, you can have sort of a redemptive glean to like a shimmer to it yeah, yeah like there can be like there's a little hope in there there's no hope in this song this song is like there's no catharsis there's no like she's gone but i'm looking there's a, it's a new chapter like not that no. like not that the day after he should have been like all right hitting this hitting the singles bar but no there but, was no happy ending you know even couple years later to just still like this is a downward spiral song and all you get from it is like there's more to there's more down spiral to come there's no uplift there's no like mm -mm. but maybe there's happiness for me somewhere <coughs> and i just have to work really hard for it this mm. is a he wasn't even looking for it no i mean you know yeah that's <laughs> like fuck dude it's 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 a hard song i mean it is a really hard song. Yeah. But that's about as real as it gets right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a lot more real than, I don't know. I think it's important. I think it's important for people to understand that there's always a shittier situation. Yeah. No yeah. matter what you're going through. And that's what that's something that I try to keep in mind, like, when I'm getting down. Because that's the thing. is like you have such a tendency as a human to, like, 
when you start going through bad times, it's usually after like some pretty good times. So you start equating it like, well, I was having things were good just a week ago or a couple days ago, and it's like now it's now it's the worst it's ever <coughs> it's ever been. Right. It's like, well, yeah, it could be worse. Maybe compared to the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> we got to end on a happy note. We can't end there. We got um, to come up with something. Something good. Um, I mean, you can hear me. Um, uh, next week, uh, we'll be all healed and not gravelly voiced and coffin and, and um, because the pollen, I think, is being evicted. From, Baptized from in that sweet, sweet COVID vaccination. Yes, yes. By the way, we did that not for it, or not for the safety of anybody else or the people who can't receive vaccines. We just did it so we can open mouth tongue kiss in a couple weeks. Yeah. Cause I miss it. <laughs> and and I was one of those people that I did not do the whole thing on Facebook or I took a picture of my car. I, I guess I just kind of did that. Well, this isn't Facebook cause no, nobody's going to see this. Okay. <laughs> Our two SoundCloud viewers are going to really <laughs> like that. Yeah. They're going to really support my decision. There goes our $6 in Patreon money. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that people are getting the vaccine and taking it seriously. Yeah. I, having had it, I'm still not 100% on how I feel about all the overarching things about the vaccine questions and stuff like that. But I really don't like the people who are like, it's like that, again, like holier than thou kind of walking around like, I did this for you. I know. I'm a good person because I did this. No, like, you just... Yeah, you can still be shitty. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, if you post about this. Kind of like you're doing. Yeah. I mean, most of us, at least, I mean, I'm sure you too, but before we could start kindergarten, I, I, we had, like, all kind of vaccinations. MMR and... Yeah, all those and, measles, mumps, and, yeah, the R. Rubella. Rubella. That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Tetanus. Uh, yeah, tetanus. Uh, when I started college, I had to go through another round of vaccinations. So it's not like this is anything new. No. And I wasn't given a cape and, and called a hero when I got my MMR, yeah. you know, when I was five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look at me. There was, yeah. Of course, there was no social media then, so I couldn't brag about. How did people live before, I know, right? before they, could, they could curate their lives and brag about things they do yeah. that have almost no consequence or value? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I'm just going to start posting like, hey, I got out of bed this morning. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah Look yeah. at me. It's one of the, I'm, one of the things I'm horrible about is like self-promotion. I'll self-aggrandize like a motherfucker, but <laughs> yeah. I'm self-promoting on social media. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's really tricky for me and it's one of the things I struggle with. And one of the things I keep coming back to when people are like, you need to take it seriously. You need to self-promote. You need to get your shit out there in front of people you need to point you need to post pointless stupid things that are completely unrelated to what you're doing and it's just like god damn how did bands ever survive before social media it's almost like you had to be good at something exactly Fucking crazy exactly you almost had to like have talent yeah and i mean it's just it's <laughs> that's always my yeah that's always my go-to is like well if the music's good i don't think it matters if i posted a meme that week you know I mean, I don't think Led Zeppelin had a Facebook page when they started out. No. They pro they, I think they probably, they probably don't have anything to do with any of that shit. You know, like the big bands from that got grandfathered into this social mm -hmm. media age, especially the old school dudes. There's a team of people that the their assistants haven't even fucking met managing all that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They, ha they don't even 
they don't even come close to the people coming close to the people touching that. Right. So. Black Sabbath didn't have a Facebook page. Yeah. By but, the way, they need to thank Post Malone for putting them on play, <laughs> keeping them relevant. Not it's not even like being like it's not keeping them relevant is actually a point of view, but it, one of the th like the people that are like for making them relevant. That's the hard. That's yeah. The, know your history. Know I don't know history. mine. Yeah, I mean, you will. Yeah. I will teach you, my young. That's, that's my part young of apprentice. the reason we we started this podcast. I will be your Obi Wan. Yeah, I'll be your. Spock. Okay. <laughs> and, then we, and then we fuck. <laughs> That's only going to be on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We fuck. YouTube has, we, has guidelines. We get so many complaints. Wait, this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't OnlyFans. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing an OnlyFans, but so apparently there's this like fa famous. Uh, teen actress I don't know who Bella Thorne I don't know who she is but apparently she like did a big big gotcha for her only she started an OnlyFans mm -hmm. so you know all these prepubescent fuckboys out there were like <laughs> oh shit Bella Thorne's gonna get naked so they you know they subscribe apparently it's like it's like Instagram but you pay and it's like sex work yeah I've, I've just kind of figured out what it was I've, I've heard about it and I had to like like Google it, yeah. Like figure out what it was, and it was just like, okay. I mean, but apparently, know. like uh, apparently, uh, there's like she has no sexual content on it. She just <laughs> made a bunch of money from Smart. people. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, <coughs> more power to her either way. Yeah, make that money. Make that money. Trick them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. It's like I, I like how we've, <laughs> in terms of like global economics. We've moved through so many different phases that now we're basically to, back to the barter system. Pretty much, with yeah. With our genitals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, if you pay my rent, I'll show you my <coughs> dick. <laughs> but you got to be you got to be famous to cash in on that. Yeah, I mean, you got to have people actually I've, wanting to see your penis. I've got that. Deal. I keep trying to show people mine. <laughs> I, I got that deal at home, and she still isn't paying my rent. Yeah, right. so. <laughs> I got somebody who has act, act, active access to it, and she doesn't want anything to do yeah, with no, it. Yeah, <laughs> put on. I'll put on. Uh, she'll hear the opening riff to leave the door open. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, no. Clean, clean the, the kitchen, kitchen first. Yeah, clean the kitchen. <laughs> I don't hear those dishes getting done. <laughs> man <laughs> oh i did want to tell this gross ass story it's a positive note to end on okay. so i was bartending for this party for those of you who don't know i'm the scourge of society i uh i'm basically tyler durden from fight club without all the good looks if there's clients watching this without all the pissing in your soup um i don't do that <laughs> uh legally or morally just for, yeah. for that. Anyway, but uh, so there's a party, and the the average age of this party was 75. And this woman who, I don't know how old she was, but it, it was her last party. And <laughs> <laughs> she... You're going to cover some of her songs someday? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, judging by her age, it wouldn't be anything uh, 
it's her catalog has been canceled. So, any but she uh, she walks up to me, and she's decked out an old lady accessories. You know, she's got all the bracelets. She's got this old school dress on, hair, whatever's left of it is done up in this like. I mean, she must have used two cans of hairspray to get that thing together, and she's got lipstick like globbed on. And she walks up to me asking me a question, but she had taken an hors d'oeuvre, like a crackery kind of hors d'oeuvre. So she has crumbs all stuck in her <laughs> lipstick. She hasn't swallowed what she's done with. <coughs> she's like got lipstick on her teeth. And she's just like walks up to me and she's like asking me a question like this. She's like, Do you know where they'll be serving? And I just like, I, I can't do stuff like that. <laughs> I, it's weird what I can tolerate and not tolerate. Like I can yeah. watch somebody throw up and I don't get the urge to throw up most yeah. of the time. I can look at pretty gross stuff and not have a reaction to it. But when it's like spit and like mouth stuff, yeah. like if somebody, they like, if they intentionally like drool, <laughs> I'll, I want to, I want to throw up. I don't know why. So this was like a real bad moment. Cause I'm holding a tray of, of wine and, champagne and stuff like and she's gr i'm almost vomiting into the tray of <laughs> drinks that i'm holding i'm just like i think it's over there and i just like to keep it together oh yeah. man it was yeah. such willpower <laughs> it was so fucking gross <laughs> so gross oh. old people need assistance to they just do, they do. and the people come into these parties they can afford it yeah yeah just somebody to wipe their shit <laughs> ask questions for them <laughs> yeah i had a joke but i'm not gonna i'm, I'm gonna leave it be okay I'm just, I'm not just like it was like one of those line stepping yeah what old people like, have you dealt with this week <clears throat> uh just myself yeah. <laughs> that's it you know other than you know coughing and passing out yeah over the course of the week <laughs> i like i still think that's so fun i'll just i'll just hold my breath yeah i mean then I won't cough. Yeah. I also won't breathe. I won't breathe. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I have to pick myself up off the floor. Yeah. Or my wife has to pick me up off the floor. Dude, I hope it passes soon. I yeah, know. yeah. That, that's, I, thanks um, for coming in and doing this. I know it's yeah, yeah, rough on I'm, days like this. I'm on the tail end, and like like I was telling you, I sound a lot worse than I feel. I feel great. Like Physically, I feel amazing. Yeah. I just, I'm in the tail end, so I lost my voice. I still got a little bit of cough left, but... And then I feel great. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so same. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Trish is like two days behind me, so yeah. she's not feeling so hot. But you know, I mean, she still better clean the kitchen. But uh, <laughs> kidding. It's a good note to end this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, thanks for coming in, bro. Yeah, man. Till next week, my friend. Rock on. <laughs>